At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, there he is, everybody. His plane landed. He's here safely. Brady Quinn is back. Oh, my God. Get over here. Give me a hug. No, up here. Up here. Yeah, right here. Give me just a big, fat hug from Brady Quinn. Uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. My man, what's happening? Dude, so good to be back. So much going on in the NFL today. A little bit of college football, but um, we got, we got a lot to talk about, Jonas. <laughs> good games, man. It was actually some, really good games. Some, some good games, some some awful play by one particular position that I think some people are going to be frustrated by. I think there was a few calls or one particular call that's uh, being officiated inconsistently, to put it that put it lightly. Yeah, it's um, but I will say because I was talking with uh, Kelvin Washington, who was here. Uh, early, he did the show with Ephraim Salam before we go on the air, and he made the point as we were kind of you know I was coming in and he was leaving that 
it felt like this today was just all about football. You know what I mean? Like a week ago, yet, you know, Kaepernick could have played for this team. Uh, you know, this team could have used this guy. Sloppy play, all of it. But there were really good games. Yes, there were still sloppy plays, but that's football. A couple of mismatches here or there. But I, it was a fun day of NFL football, I thought. It was a fun day. It was a competitive day. I, I think for me, with week one, we see so many different guys ball out, and you say, oh, okay, let's let's see it for a second week in a row, and, and <laughs> right. then maybe we can buy in, right? Well, guess what, baby? I am buying in on Patrick Mahomes. I'm buying in on Fitzmagic. I think regardless of how he plays next week, given what he's been able to bring to Tampa Bay in the first two weeks, give, just the type of leader he appears to be, that's what that team needs, man. And look, if at some point he starts playing poorly and Jameis is back and you feel like he's kind of, you know, sowed his time there uh, watching and just trying to be a good teammate, then you can turn it back to him. But right now, I I don't know how you could possibly, especially if Ryan Fitzpatrick balls out again next week versus Pittsburgh, I don't know how you could possibly turn the reins back over to Jameis Winston. Here's the thing, though. I just wonder, how long does this go? Is this just an entire season? Because we were talking about this a little bit um, earlier this week. We were saying, man, the one thing you do have to be be aware of, though, with Ryan Fitzpatrick, because he has had good years and he has had good moments in the NFL, but he hasn't had those moments or any moment in the league with this kind of talent around him. He's got legit – like, where would you stack up? And, and I hate to do, um, you know, top five lists this early in the show, but where would you stack up uh, Deshaun Jackson – and Mike Evans, as far as wide receiver duos well, in the first off, you can't just say those two. Okay, Chris Godwin, he's becoming a star of the draft pick from a couple years ago out of Penn State. O.J. Howard is a freak at tight end. So it's all four of those guys, if you're asking me. I would say as far as the NFC is concerned, definitely top five. Yeah, easy. I don't know if, I mean, maybe maybe top five or six, if you're, if you're saying the entire NFL, maybe top seven to be safe. Um, but I mean, those are some weapons, man. And you know, he hasn't had any running game either. That's what I think is so astonishing is it's not like they're balanced. It's Fitz magic the entire time. And he's dropping bombs, bro. And he is wearing Deshaun Jackson's clothes in press conferences. Yeah, do you see like, that? Just <laughs> doing whatever him, he feels. And, and this is something that you and I didn't get a chance to talk about today. I meant to call you to have this conversation. Sure you did. But right. They're. There comes a time when you just don't give a damn anymore. Seriously, like there comes a time in your career where you stop caring as much about the little things and about just insignificant things that maybe would have bothered you before. And some people will say it's a short-term memory. Some people will say it's, it's just a maturation process and it's maturing. Um, to me, I just I always felt like there's quarterbacks that get to a point and they start caring less about things. They start playing free, and that's when they play their best. Yeah, I always felt Jay Cutler got to that point right when he was drafted. Uh, I always <laughs> felt like that's that's kind of when he got to that point. Dude, you know what, for though? Him. To his credit, like if that's his mindset, I think that's why he made so much money in the course of his career because he didn't care, <laughs> and he him. was he was going to throw the football wherever he felt like it. And people love that about him. Yeah, of like, course. Like, that'll make you $100 million, Jonas. Yeah. I mean, and, and, it's and not look, a bad quality to have. And by the way, for all the people that, that claim Jay Cutler's the most horrible guy in the world, um, made, what, well over $100 million, got a smoke show wife, uh, three kids, and he's a reality TV star now. Uh, yeah. I think I think things have gone pretty well for him. But it's funny, like, to bring up Jay Cutler. And he's got a catchphrase. 
right? What's which one is that? Don't he, care. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's a great his. one. Yeah. That's and, his. By the way, I don't know if people know that story. The, the story behind that is apparently some guy saw Jay Cutler taking a leak in, uh, in a in a urinal one time, and went up to him and said, "Hey, man, I just want to let you know that uh, uh, you went to Vanderbilt. I also went to Vanderbilt. I'm a huge fan." And Jay Cutler didn't even let the guy finish; just leaned his head back with his eyes closed and said, "Don't care." <laughs> and it became well, it became like this legendary tale, and everyone's like, "Man, just typical Jay Cutler being a jerk." Let me tell you something. All right. If I'm if I'm in the restroom and I've got my skin bat out and and I want to just enjoy myself while I'm taking a leak, I don't want to have to worry about some creeper behind me telling me where he went to college and what his resume is. Get out of here. Or ask me what type of watch I'm wearing. Yeah, you know that's the move. Yeah, that's yeah. the one you do. That's always recommended in a trough. Uh, your buddy Jake <laughs> taught me that. Just look over and say, hey, uh, get a load of my new watch. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, it's funny because the Jay Cutler comparison is actually, I, I think – it makes some sense here because I remember this a similar situation happening where Josh McCown took over in Chicago for uh, the Bears when when Jay Cutler got hurt, and Josh McCown went on a roll yeah. and put up huge numbers, and that's because he had Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey and Martellus Bennett and Matt Forte and all these guys around him, and he went on this tear, and then Jay Cutler got healthy, and there was a big debate: Do you go back to Cutler? And they did, and everybody ripped them for it because they didn't play the same. The offense didn't look the same. So I think Dirk Cutter's actually got a, a, a more difficult decision than we realize when Jameis Winston is available. Uh, my only thing to refute that is I don't think it's that difficult because, one, his job security is on the line. I don't think he can afford to say, okay, let's go back to Jameis Winston, and you start losing games, you're done, man. Yeah, like You're already on the hot seat. And that is you interjecting yourself into making this sort of decision. Like right now, I don't think there's any decision to be made. Ryan Fitzmagic is your quarterback. Like he's he's the guy moving forward until he's not. And at, at which point it's coming from not playing as well. I just think it's incredible to think that this team, at least in my estimation, looking at their roster, looking at their schedule, I had I had them pegged for like five wins, six wins, and they're already at two and zero. Oh. It's yeah. incredible. I actually thought that that when when Ryan Fitzpatrick when Jameis Winston was suspended for the three games, I thought, okay, Dirk Cutter's going to get fired. Yeah, like that, after after they go zero yeah. and three because they play, they open with um, who they open with. They they open with uh, New Orleans. New, yeah, New Orleans on the road. Yeah, then they, then they had to play Philly this week, right. even though they got them at home, and then Pittsburgh next week. Yeah. So you're thinking to yourself. Three good teams based on 2017, 0-3, he's probably done. And the stat on that is five teams out of 173 have gone on to make the playoffs um, when they start out 0-3. So like, and if Dirk Cutter doesn't make the playoffs, he's going to lose his job. And now here they are sitting at 2-0. I don't, has the offense looked better under the Dirk Cutter era? In Tampa, even with Jameis Winston? I don't think it has, man. I'm serious. I don't, I don't know that it has. I think they've made strides. I think the the thing that stood out to me in seeing two games with Ryan Fitzpatrick is the chemistry with Deshaun Jackson. I, I just never felt last year like Jameis Winston and him were, were on the same page. And when you're watching him like open up games with 75-yard bombs of Deshaun Jackson – I mean, right away, it's already telling me, like, these, these two seem to get it. You know, they're sharing clothes and stuff after the game. Like, every, everything is copacetic right now. I, I don't think you'd, you want to mess with the mojo that's going on down there in Tampa. And, and again, if, if not for 
the the past for Jameis Winston. You know, some of those questions coming in, what kind of leader would he be? Can he be mature? Can he handle himself? And even though this this Uber incident happened a couple of years ago, it, it still knocks away and, and takes away from him as a leader. And I think the difference is like when you're looking at Ryan Fitzpatrick out there with the team, the way he, the way he goes and gets guys up on the sidelines, the way he's celebrating with them, like those guys love him. I mean, it is. I think it'd be hard to take him out of the position that he's in right now. I really do. I would have lost faith in him after he licked his hands uh, before a game. Remember that you mean one when he was, when he was eating a W. Yeah, I mean, that, was, that is well, and, and you could tell it wasn't the most inspirational speech. No. And I think it. Their season kind of went down the toilet after that. Like you ever, you ever seen a buddy do something like, or you see a friend think he can dance, and then he goes out on the dance floor and he starts pulling out some move because he's hammered. Yeah, and he, well. you know that deep down he thinks what I'm doing is hot right now. And you kind of look at him, <laughs> and for and for a second you think to yourself, God, if I could just go back in time, if I would have gone right instead of left, I would have never bumped into him in high school. We wouldn't be here at this moment because you're that humiliated by what he's doing. I wonder how many people, how many teammates of Jameis Winston, when he licked his hands, making a West Side Connection sign uh, with his hand, thought. Yeah. Uh, anybody else we can get in here that's not going to lick their, their, their digits right before we're about to take the field? I, I don't know if this is necessarily a good idea, but nevertheless. All right, Brady Quinn, uh, can we get back to football, or do we have to talk about guys licking themselves? I, I'm going to be honest. You just kind of went off on a tangent for 30 I seconds. Did. I had nothing that. to do with that. That Sorry was all you. That. Yeah. Uh, all right, we are coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, coming up next – This is one of the most bizarre moments in an already bizarre season for the NFL. In fact, this might go down as an all-timer. Find out what we're talking about next here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Is it, uh, they call him uh, Big Oliver? Is it Ed Oliver uh, that I heard so much about? Uh, I heard, you heard a decent amount about him yeah, at the beginning of the game. Yeah, I, yeah. So Brady Quinn. Are you was, trying to dog on him? <laughs> no, I'm just like Brady Quinn and, uh, and and Bruce Feldman and Joe Davis were talking about Ed Oliver because they had the yeah. Houston-Texas Tech game on Saturday. They were talking about Ed Oliver like he was the second coming of Christ. And I'm looking at the game going, uh, okay, guys, uh, where's the uh, the pyrotechnics? Where's the walkout music? Uh, what do we got here? What are we working with? I was a little under – I thought you guys oversold it, to be honest with you. Uh, well, first off, he dealt with some cramping, I think, as early as the <laughs> no, second quarter. Just kidding. So can't help much with that. When he, when he ends up being a top five pick in next year's draft, I'll, I'll be waiting for you to apologize on our radio show, okay? And then when he signs a contract like Aaron Donald just signed, yeah. I will also be then waiting for you to say, I'm an idiot. I, I'm, I'll be like, oh, okay. By the way, I'm kidding. Um, he's going to be better at the pro level, isn't he? Um, yeah, because I think they'll be able to utilize him better. And, and I think... You know, playing in essentially, you know, the AAC has a lot of similarities to the Big 12. And, dude, he, first off, he's out of position. He plays nose tackle. Like, he's probably better fit for a three technique or a five technique or a four eye, which I don't want to get too technical with the, the football terms. I know how upset our listeners get. But essentially, what I'm saying is he's playing the spot of like a 320 pound defensive lineman. He shouldn't be there. He's doing it because his team needs him to, because he's so disruptive. He basically messes up every single play. It's just you don't always see it. It usually benefits someone else. Uh, well, uh, we are going to get to a story out of the NFL that's one of the most bizarre ones I've ever heard. I don't know if I can recall this story ever taking place, but right now uh, we are going to go live. Uh, Dante 
Fowler of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Speaking of stud defensive players, is joining us now here on Fox Sports Radio. Dante, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn. Thanks so much, man. Hey, man. It's good to see you guys. Um, Brady, uh, I used to watch you growing up, so it's really cool to uh, talk to you guys. Dude, it's cool to talk to you, man. I mean, you had a, you had a big strip sack, too, in this game. You guys taking care of business, you know, kind of some redemption for the AFC Championship game. Was that somewhat yes, of your mindset going into this matchup? Yes, sir. You know, just having uh, some redemption, you know, a statement game. Uh, we wanted to make a point. Uh, we came out there and, you know, hit him in the mouth uh, for 60 minutes, and uh, we just wanted to do that the whole 60 minutes. And uh, I think we did a really good job with that, and we came out with a W. Uh, Dante Fowler Jr. with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Jacksonville with a 31-20 win over the New England Patriots. All right, so take us in. Now, you and Brady know what we're talking about, but 99.9% of us have no idea what's happening because I was an atrocious football player in high school, and I didn't grow until I got out of high school, and I didn't know about PEDs, so I had no shot (laughs) of making the league. So tell me this. Take us onto Mm -hmm. the field of play. Tom Brady, how much trash talk goes on when Tom Brady's playing? Um, not a lot. You know, he being his own, he's more of a, um, he likes everything, you know, to be perfect. You know, he's out there and, uh, things not going good. You know, he kind of gets mad, uh, at himself or, you know, whoever he's mad at. But, uh, during the game, not, not no trash talking. He'd be locked in. But, um, uh, he's a great, a great sport, great player, one of the greatest to play the game. But, uh, definitely before the game, he'd be pumped. Uh, so, um, I, that's pretty cool to see as a quarterback. Honestly, but uh, we got after him today. Dante, I got to ask you, man. You guys have such a disruptive front. Your defense is so good. Uh, who do you guys look at as kind of a challenge? I mean, honestly, like as far as an offensive line, who do you guys look at and say this is one of the best groups that we go up against? Like they're one of the groups that we know we're going to be in a battle for every single every, every single play. Well, no, we know we um, we have our uh, schedule cut out for ourselves. We have a lot of good uh, teams, you know. Uh, Coming up, that we coming upon that uh, has really good offensive line, um, so uh, we don't take advantage of that. We don't see through anybody. Uh, they're professionals just like us, and um, you know they're great players too. So we just you know cut our workout for ourselves during the week, prepare and get some the right way. So on Sunday we'll be ready to play. Uh, Dante Fowler Jr. of the Jacksonville Jaguars with us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here on FSR. Um, Brady has told me this story. He spent a short time in Seattle with the Seahawks, and he said it was the most mm-hmm. competitive locker room he's ever seen. Like, guys are yeah. are competing at everything. You have a lot of personalities, a ton of talent. You, you, A lot of people view you as maybe the new Seattle Seahawks team from a few years ago. What's mm-hmm. that locker room like for, on a day-to-day basis? Just like that, super competitive, <laughs> uh, from playing games in the locker room to you'll have the cornerbacks doing one-on-one drills with each other, and <laughs> somebody catch the ball, you'll th- you'll think that the the whole entire Jacksonville crowd is there. So everything everything is uh, definitely uh, super competitive, uh, and that's what makes us better as a team. We don't like to lose; we like to win, and um, I think that's starting to pay mm-hmm. off for us. Most ridiculous competition in the locker room you guys have had so far, where you look back on it and go wait we really did that ridiculous we had a uh baby toy like a toddler uh basketball goal <laughs> with the toddler uh basketball <laughs> and when i tell you man you would have thought it was the nba finals in here we was like what are we doing right now <laughs> someone got injured playing with a little little toy hoop uh, hey dante i want to ask you this because it seems like last year things really took off and maybe it had something to do with tom coughlin being there maybe not you were there before him you've, you've been there since what has he kind of brought to the organization that we don't necessarily always see since he's not on the sidelines, at least not during game day? 
Um, Coughlin cares about one thing, and that's winning. He knows only one thing, and that's winning. And um, uh, you have to, in order to win, you have to prepare a certain way. You know, he has his rule. You have to be five minutes early and um, all that good stuff. But everything pays off. All those little things pays off on Sunday. And, um, you know, last year was his first year with us. And, you know, we used to, you know, wonder why we were doing this and why we were doing that. But when we, you know, when we was in that AFC championship game playing in the most important game in franchise history, uh, we never complained again. And it's the same way, too. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, Sundays be easy. You know, practice be hard, but Sundays are easy, and that's why I feel like we're able to go out there and play fast and um, make everything look easy out there. Uh, last one for me for Dante Fowler Jr. of the Jacksonville Jaguars here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, you guys, you've been there when things were really lean in Jacksonville. You've been there a couple, of, a few years now. Um, mm-hmm. Just the difference between the mood in the city and the hype around that team compared to where it is now. Talk to me about, about a little bit about that. Uh, it's it's been great. It's really cool to see, you know, how how a city can change, uh, how a franchise can change when you're winning. And, uh, you know, that's all we wanted to bring, you know, to the city, uh, to this, into this organization. You know, the main goal is to win the Super Bowl, and you know, we know we have a long season and some work cut out for ourselves. But, you know, that's all we wanted. It's very good vibes up here. Uh, the most part of the the most beautiful environment I I played. And out of all my football years, I've been playing football since I was four. I've been in so many great games, and um, that was the best environment I was ever in. And um, I look forward to playing here next Sunday at home in Jacksonville again. And um, I love these fans. I love the city of Jacksonville. And um, we're just trying to do everything we can to um, bring back the city a trophy. Dante, last one for me, man. I got to ask you about Jalen Ramsey. Does he talk more trash than anyone you've ever been around? It's, it seems like it, it's hard to get a compliment from him. Has he ever complimented you he, on anything that you've done? Oh, he compliments. He definitely compliments. They, it uh, seems like a rare. Just you know, he just you know he's he's you know he's he's Jalen Ramsey. You know what I mean? He's making a name for himself, and um, he talked the talk, and you know he can definitely walk his walk. So. uh we letting him do his thing over here, man. Nobody, we don't got no problems. If anybody got some problems, they can come see about us. So <laughs> we got his back, and uh, he can do whatever. But uh, we gonna we gonna have his back at the end of the day. Uh, Dante Fowler Jr. of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, man, congrats! You guys have really turned things around there. You're a lot of fun to watch, and we appreciate a few minutes of your time. This is fun. Don't be a stranger. Come back anytime. Definitely won't. Thank you, guys. Nice talking to you, guys. Thanks, Dante. Oh, that was fun. Right. Uh, Dante Fowler of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and by the way, how about Nathaniel Hackett? Huh? Like, Ooh, like airing it out, it up, man. Airing it out a little bit. You know what he said? No. He, he looked back at the AFC title game and he said, "Bleep this! We're we're going downtown, baby." Right. Um, some of it has to do to it with the coverages that they get. Okay. Like the one thing that we know Jacksonville is going to do, especially looking at last year and looking at rushing attempts, since Jacksonville was up there at the top, if not at the top, is they're going to run the football. Now Leonard Fournette didn't play, but they still have enough backs. To be able to do that, most teams are going to come out, load up the box, play a lot of man-to-man or at least post-safety coverage, which puts an extra defender in the box to stop the run. So you've got the one-on-one coverage. I will say this. He, he was able to put together a game plan that I don't see Blake Bortles going to really much anything past his second read. It's his first read, 
balls out. Second read, maybe, if number one's not there. But everything seems to be getting open. That's a credit to Nathaniel Hackett. That's a credit to the wide receivers. Uh, and then I, I guess Blake Bortles, too. But the, the other thing was, I don't know if it was their offensive line or if it was just the lack of a pass rush from the New England Patriots, but that's going to come back to bite them. And I, and I know um, Flowers was out. He, had a, he was in the concussion protocol after he took a hit in the first half, but you know you you look at you look at the New England Patriots right now. I think defensively, much like last year, early in the season, they're just trying to find themselves. But that's like historically the Bill Belichick thing, to where he, they always talk about they're searching for things, trying to figure stuff out. They're, remember when they got blown out a couple of years ago at Kansas City, and everyone thought Tom Brady was done. They won a Super Bowl that year. Like I, I think. It's one of those situations to where Belichick looks long-term and says, if we do meet these guys later on, we will figure it out then. I wouldn't be concerned at all if I was a Patriots fan. No, I'm not concerned. If you look at their schedule, literally, if you're looking at their schedule, you're probably saying that game, I think they they got to play the Steelers as well. They've got like three more tough games on their schedule, and I think two of the three are at home. Um, but if you said they were going to go 12-4, and four, wouldn't be shocked at all. Uh, based on how good they are, but that was definitely one of the games you'd circle and say, ah, probably a loss just because it's early in the season, just because it's on the road. Yeah, so a big win for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here was one of the highlights, courtesy of CBS. Bam, he jumps. Oh, you're, I'm going to grab it. I'm going to blow it. I'm going to uh, – I don't want to. I'm too late. I can't do anything. I, who was that? Because I, I, I watched the game. I put it on mute, so I don't know who was actually called. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Seriously. Here, for, for real now. I'm not, okay. not even messing around now. Uh, here, uh, courtesy of CBS, Jacksonville taking care of New England. I got it, and now let me bring it away from you. I don't, I don't know who that is. I, I, I watched the game on mute. Who was calling the game? <laughs> I love it. Oh, who was man. calling it? You tell me. I, I'm just. Um, Anthony oh. Romo. Ever heard of him? Anthony Romo oh, of CBS oh, was our, calling our the game. Our good buddy, you know the guy who stretches while he's doing uh, while he's doing the broadcast. Love apparently, um, yeah, that was good. Uh, all right, uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running for the ones who get it done. Granger. All right, coming up next here on FSR. We promised you this, and we do want to get to it. Uh, one of the most bizarre scenes in recent NFL history. I'm not overselling that. Well, actually, I probably am. But it's pretty weird. Don't go anywhere. I'll have that for you next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, including the return of Dak Prescott, it's the great, it's the powerful, it's the well-respected, and it's a man that you turn down everything else in your life huh? when he comes on the air. What? You say no, you say shut your ass, you hey, say sit down, hey. and you listen to the great Steve DeSager. Boy, that took a turn for the worse. Good evening, gentlemen, I think. And uh, yes, Dak Prescott with a long touchdown pass. We do have breaking NBA news as Dwayne Wade says he will return for one last season with the Miami Heat. He wow. averaged 11 points per game. Last County, year. Baby. As for the college uh, new polls, by the way, Alabama still number one, but Georgia now number two in AP. Clemson fell to a close number three. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Dallas hosting the Giants tonight. 12 minutes to go, first quarter. It's already 7 nothing Cowboys, thanks to the long touchdown pass. 64 yards. Dak Prescott to Tavon offense. Uh, Tavon Austin. 
against, and this offense is needed after what we saw on the road last week from the Cowboys because an 0-2 start, unless it's Emmett Smith that you're missing, is usually a death knell for your playoff hopes. In fact, in the NFL since 2002, of the teams that started 0-2, only 11% of them qualified for the playoffs that mm. year. Jacksonville with the home win over New England, 31-20. to Blake Bortles, four touchdown passes, one interception, 377 yards. And Jacksonville running back Leonard Fournette was out with the bad hamstring. Denver came back to beat Oakland 20-19 to on a late field goal. The Broncos trailed 19-7 to late in the third quarter. The Rams shut out Arizona 34-0. Todd Gurley, three touchdown runs. The Cardinals only had five first downs and eight punts and nine penalties. San Francisco at home held on to beat Detroit 30-27. to Matt Breida on 11 carries had 138 yards, including a 66-yard TD run. Kansas City 42-37 winners at Pittsburgh. Patrick Mahomes, six touchdown passes. Minnesota tied after overtime at Green Bay, 29 all. Late field goals to win at home for Tennessee and New Orleans. Ryan Fitzpatrick with four touchdown passes at Tampa Bay. Bucks beat defending champion Philadelphia 27-21. Wins for Atlanta and the Chargers, for Miami and Indianapolis. And we had a NASCAR victory for Brad Keselowski. Dodgers and Cardinals in baseball tonight scoreless in the second inning. And guys, we can officially announce that the two guys that were in fact in this hour over the summer Chris Broussard, Rob Parker have a new show starting tomorrow, Monday through Friday on Fox Sports Radio, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Congratulations. Nice. Oh, good it. for them. Yeah, good by the way, them, yeah. Uh, Rob Parker owes me wings, and not only will I get those wings, <laughs> I, will, I will take them from him, and I will do it in a violent fashion. Who doesn't owe wings? wings? Oh, okay, okay wings well, here's let me ask you guys, let me get your opinion on this, all right? Um, and Steve, Steve just, by the way, Steve is going to tell his Rob Parker story at the media line during the playoffs a year ago. <laughs> Uh, oh, he's got to get to that. But okay. so Rob Parker and I made a bet that if Sam, he bet that Sam Darnold's first drive as an NFL quarterback was going to result in a touchdown. I said it wasn't. Well, he threw a pick six. Yeah. Okay. So what it does ended that mean? up in a touchdown. So do I lose that bet? Yeah, you lose that bet. Oh, bleep you, Brady. You were just hey, hey, with Rob every time. Based every time, on how man. You, based on how you worded it, you lost the bet. This you didn't put in like that asterisk. Unbelievable. Like it, it has to be your own team, that kind of thing. You're a lawyer built like a football player, and it pisses me off. Um, all right, so Steve, take it. Steve DeSager. Oh, uh, yeah. Baseball playoffs last year. <laughs> Rob being so in good. L.A. now, he was covering <laughs> the Dodgers so World Series. And they were using the media cafeteria for more workspace for so many World Series media. So instead of eating there, they gave all World Series media $15 coupon for Dodger dogs or whatever you wanted at the concession stand. So Rob, for example, gets a $15 coupon to go eat. Thing is, if you spend more than $15, you got to pay the rest, the balance, the, the extra two or three bucks or whatever you go over. So my impersonation of Rob Parker at Dodger Stadium last year is him at the counter saying to whatever minimum wage worker is at the counter... I ain't paying for that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, and, and it's so Rob Parker, too. He, he is all about discounts. He shops every day. He goes to Burlington Coat Factory and TJ Maxx. His oh. fast food a couple weeks ago, he was handed, unbeknownst to him, the senior discount. Until oh, he, yeah. looked, he looked at and he his receipt. He didn't ask for it. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> ask for it. <laughs> by, by the way, you notice how he didn't go back and try and pay the extra oh, no. that he was no, discounted? No, no. Of course not. 
Uh, all right, so so good stuff. So the odd car couple, uh, Rob Parker, Chris Broussard, four to seven Pacific, seven to ten Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. Nice. Uh, all right, we are coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. Uh, Brady, uh, listen, man, I like to live vicariously through you because uh, listen, I never yeah. played in the NFL. I didn't play high-level college football. I don't know what that life is like. Right? I don't know what it's like to grow up behind the gated community like you did. So I like to live vicariously the through gated you. Gated community? Yeah, you know, you got to punch. The... You got to punch in a code to get in. It's not it, like for it, us common folk. You mean like to get in the locker room? Uh, well, I mean, whatever. I, I trust okay. me. I, that's a place. Uh, I'll leave that alone. Um, but anyways. <laughs> So I, you know, I like to ask you questions because I feel like we'll never get to experience that. And it's why you ask me a lot of questions like, hey, what's it like, you know, working at Tuesday morning and being a janitor? You know, like you'll ask me that stuff because you want to know what it's like to live that life. Um, But by the way, Tuesday morning was an awful job for those of you. I don't even know what it is. Tuesday morning's like a, uh, like a discount, like a home goods, like store kind of like that, like, like a discount store, like a. What's the, uh, uh, like, you know, those stores, you know what I mean? Like, not like a Kmart, but a step down below a Kmart. I got you. Like, uh, what is it, Loft or whatever those stores are? Yeah, something like that. Now you're losing me. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll think of it, but it it sucks. Anyways, tell me if you've ever heard of this one, and you pointed this out to me, and I need to give you credit because you want to make sure you get credit for everything on this show, not me. Of course. Um, Vontae Davis of the Buffalo Bills. Retired at halftime. <laughs> right? Like, he retired at halftime. Okay. Oh, so I have there's been times where I have looked and thought, man, there's a lot of people who've retired in this game. <laughs> like they don't want to go back out after this half. Um, um but I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever witnessed someone retire. At halftime, yeah. just pack it up. You know, say they were done. I now I have seen it before training camp. I remember seeing that in college, where we would go out, and this is um, this was early on when I first got to Notre Dame. This was back when we like still had two a days, right? You, had, you had, we used to have, you know, they used to be able to do two a day, two a day, two a day, two a day, right? And then the NCAA was like, ah, that's probably not good for the kids. So we'll, we'll go two a day, one a day, two a day, one a day, right? So we'll kind of alternate so that at least they get, you know, just. The next day, just one practice. Well, a uh, couple kids, right? You know, they, they get on scholarship. They're coming from whatever big high school where they dominated. Now you're going up against guys who are 22, <laughs> 23 years old who are grown men, um, maybe have a kid or something, and these guys aren't messing around. And we had one kid literally just pack it up. I mean, he just he went out there probably for the first week, and then I saw him kind of bouncing out one morning, and he just said, man, this ain't for me. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. Well, at least you know that, right? <laughs> I can remember our JV year in high school. We used to do this thing called angle tackling, all the wide receivers and DBs. And you wouldn't even, like, go to the ground most of the time. It was just, you know, it was you'd lay a lick on somebody, and, and you'd, you'd go pretty hard. But it was always the time when, when the people that were too scared to hit, all of a sudden there was something malfunctioning with their helmet. You know, they couldn't yeah. get the earpiece back in or the buckle wasn't strapped up right. So, like, people will quit from time to time. But I don't know that people have ended a career at halftime. Now, his <laughs> teammate, yes, his teammate, uh, L- Lorenzo Alexander, Bill's linebacker, spoke about it after the game. You've seen anything like that in your NFL Never career? have seen it ever. Pop Warner, high school, college, <laughs> pros, never heard of it, never seen it. And it's just... 
completely disrespectful when to her, uh, his teammates. Did he say anything to you? Did, as a did he say anybody to anybody? He didn't say nothing to nobody. He Just, left? When did yeah, he you know as much as I know. I know I found out going in the second half of the game. Uh, coming out, said they said he's not coming out, he retired. So What? Yep, that's it. So, who said uh, that? Who said what? Who said he was going Look how mad he is. I know. He said that he wasn't coming back out. All right, so. I mean, like, I get it. I mean, look, you're stealing reps from someone else when other guys have to, you know, this is their job. This is their livelihood. And it's not like things are going well there, right? This is, this is the Buffalo Bills we're talking about. So when when he's stealing reps from other guys, right, and not allowing them to have the opportunity to get out there, it's, you know, it's disheartening. So I'm, I'm sitting there listening to it thinking, like, I would be frustrated if I was a leader on that team only because – you know, he, he was technically stealing a paycheck, right? I mean, he's still going to get paid. He'll get fined probably for it. Um, or they'll probably ask for some money back because he's retiring. But still, I mean, it, it's, it's the precedent of the matter. He was a veteran player. You think of all the time and money invested into him. Just to, to call it quits like that, you know, it, it's, it kind of stinks, uh, you know, to, to be a leader like that and listen to it, right? I, I remember there was a show here years ago on Fox Sports Radio, and uh, one of the hosts – they were doing it in two different locations, and they got angry at each other. And one of them got so upset that when they went to break, he disconnected his ISDN and never came back. <laughs> oh, I love that. Like, the, just, that's the ultimate like, oh jerk move. Oh, my God. Of course. Yeah, like, come on. Finish it. Be an adult. Finish the show. You know, finish the game. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I respect it because it's so insane um, what Vontae Davis did or if I'm pissed off because if somebody did that to me, I'd really, really be bent out of Here's, shape. Here's what I think. I think people don't understand the mentality you have to have to, to play at, at the NFL level and even to the college level to some extent. I mean, it's a different game, man. Like, you go into that game, it is physical, it's brutal. I mean, you're, you're putting your body in harm's way. I mean, you know that as a player and especially as a defensive player. So if your mind's not right, if you're not in it anymore, like, I'm, I'm kind of okay at least with him checking out when he did. I mean... I guess he could have just pulled himself out and, and hung out on the sideline or something, at least got through the rest of the game, said something hurt, made up an excuse. But, look, he was honest. His heart wasn't in it. His mind probably wasn't in it. And, yeah. he, and it's probably smart he decided to, to kind of get out of it when he did because that's usually when injuries happen. When you're, already, when you're thinking about retirement, you're already retired, bro. Like uh, just, just go ahead and hang it up. You and I talked about this a little bit uh, via text this weekend. It's why I've always said fighters, boxing and MMA fighters and football players – top of the food chain as far as mentality goes it there it, it does not get any because nobody can nobody can understand what it is you guys go through where we do nine to five jobs or radio or whatever it is you do for work just imagine that part of the job you're always in a compromised state meaning that whoever you're in the building with is trying to physically injure you so it yeah. betters their career and their game like, and, think and about here, that and here's the messed up part is I, I miss that. That's what I miss about Of course you do. I, I, I miss the physicality of it. I miss being able to actually go up against someone, lower my shoulder, and, and try to impose my will and see, see who's going to win that fight. Like, I miss waking up after the day after a game and feeling like you got in a car accident and rolling over getting out of bed and like, yeah, you know what? I did something else that, you know, 0.001% of, of this country can do. Like, I miss that. Call me crazy, but that, that's the kind of mentality you have to have. You have to love that. 
I mean, you have to love that that part of the game as much as it stinks and as much as it affects your life later on. It's it's still part of like the mentality you have to have. You have to bring into it. And I think I think again, once once a guy's checked out and they're mentally not there anymore, I can see why guys just want to hang it up in a heartbeat because it, it's easy. If you're tired of going through pain and you're tired of ramping yourself up for that sort of intensity, yeah, I, I could see how you'd want to just turn off that switch and just move on with your life. I hear you, man. Reminds me of a little telemarketing job. All right, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here at Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, this is a first time ever. We have never done this before on the show. We are going to play a game show. Brady Quinn's going to be the star. He has no idea what we're about to do, but it's going to be fantastic. That's all next here on FSR. There's a better way to buy home insurance with Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer tool. Get a custom quote and a great rate all online. See for yourself how much you could save at Progressive.com. That guy over there is Brady Quinn. I am Jonas Knox. And that behind us is an awful song here on Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) Uh, Brady, you, you ready to play a fun little game here? I can't wait for this. I, I love the fact that I have no idea what we're about to do, and here's the best part is no yeah. one else in the studio does either. So. Well, I, I just needed the music um, because I have the list. It's actually uh, we updated this because we attempted to play this earlier this week, but we did so without having all the information because we forgot to realize that there's a game going on today and that crazy stuff could happen in the game earlier on Sunday. Uh, okay. By the way, to update you on the Sunday night football uh, football game, the Dallas Cowboys with a 10 nothing lead over the New York Giants. Um, uh, that uh, first quarter, about three minutes uh, left to go in the first there. So we'll Are you, you going to highlight the touchdown pass? Dak Prescott connected with Terrell Austin? Yeah, with, with Terrell, uh, yeah it's his first touchdown right. since 2016. <laughs> well, first off, he's a burner, and he did just have a nice little run in the reverse. So, uh, well, By the way... Uh, he got Tavon, paid. Tavon, yeah, not Terrell, yeah, the defensive coordinator. Yeah, whatever. T. Austin. We call him T.A. You know, that's what we call him. <laughs> Let's call him T.A. Uh, just do what I do. When you forget somebody's name, you just say it real fast and go, that's the move, man. When I forgot words to my own song when I was in a band like 38 years ago, on stage I just went, and the music was loud behind you and nobody noticed. That's how it's done, man. <laughs> Broadcast professional. All right, here you we can, go. You can, you can do that when you sing rock or whatever genre you called uh, your old band, Disheveled. <laughs> Whoa. 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 All right, uh, Brady Quinn, are you ready for this? Yeah. All right, all right, step up, take center stage here. Brady I'm Quinn, here. we're going to play a game. Yeah. All right, and the name of this game is Which of These is Your Favorite Buffalo Bills Moment Over the Last Couple of Years? All right, here we go, Brady. You ready for this? Yeah, right. of course. All right, here we go. Your most favorite Buffalo Bills moment over the last couple of years. All right. Is it one, the throwing of the Bildo onto the field? Okay. (laughs) Is it two, Zay Jones trying to jump out of a hotel window in the offseason? Is it three, LaShawn McCoy allegedly hiring somebody to steal jewelry from his ex-girlfriend? Is it four, Richie Incognito throwing weights at another man inside a gym claiming he works for the CIA? Is it five, Vontae Davis retiring at halftime of the second (laughs) game of the season? Or is it six, Richie Incognito back again for more, 
attempting to remove his father's head inside a funeral home. Yeah, Which this, of those is, is your favorite, Brady? This is Brady? easy for me. Uh, can I rank them? All right. Yeah, okay, Number go one, right ahead. Yeah. For sure, the Bildo. Okay. <laughs> okay. Number two and three, I'm going to say both Richie Incognito stories okay. only because he gets credit because he's in it twice. All right. Then I've got Vontae Davis retiring at halftime. I don't know if it will ever happen again in the NFL, uh, so that's pretty rare. McCoy, allegedly, with the whole conspiracy theory of putting that together, he's sitting at number five, and then finally I've got Zay Jones. That, that, that oh, actually scares man. me. Oh, hope he's all right. That only leaves one question, Brady. What's that? How about them bills, though? <laughs> so an NFL season could already be over for one team. Depending on how things go from here, I'll explain alongside Brady Quinn here coming up in just a couple of minutes. That guy is, as I mentioned, Brady Quinn. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can always check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us every single week at this time from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. My man, Brady Quinn, we got Sunday night football. The G-Men and the Cowboys. Thoughts? I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised by the fast start by the Dallas Cowboys. I, I guess I shouldn't be because they are playing at home. It is prime time, so you know they're going to be up for it, right? I mean, I, I remember... Going back to the playing days, I mean, when you're defending your home turf, one, which in the NFL is a huge deal. And and, and I, the only thing I can really make sense of, of why it's so, so much of a bigger deal is I think just because of like the, the little variables, right? When you go on the road, the travel, time zones, crowd noise, unfamiliar environment, like all those little things add up. And when you're talking about the highest level of competition, those those little margins of difference can make the difference. So, you know, clearly you want to win as many games as possible or try to go undefeated at home and then steal as many as you can on the road. That's always the game plan, especially for a divisional game like tonight. But with the Giants losing week one, I would think that they've got a sense of urgency as well, especially knowing the stat of 0-2 teams only having 11% chance of making it into the playoffs. Uh, and that's uh, and I wanted to ask you this because which one of these teams is built to survive that 0-2 start? Because somebody's going 0-2 unless there's a tie, and there's already been two in the NFL, and we'll talk about that later on. But if if which of these teams, if they go 0-2, is built to to you know go you know go against the odds, go in the other direction, and actually make a playoff run? To me, it would be the Giants. I feel like they have more yeah. there. I think this is maybe a bigger game for Dallas than it is New York. I would agree. Um, it's a bigger game because if it's Dallas, you know, you don't know how things are going to develop later on this year. The Giants can always kind of hang their hat on some of the production that they've already got, right? They've got some playmakers. They know what Odo Beckham brings or even Evan Ingram, even though he's going in the second year, or Sterling Shepard. Like those guys, they can rely on them. Uh, I think the offensive line is somewhat improved, and Saquon Barkley looks pretty good so far. And I think the defense is improved. So, you know, by and large, there's less question marks about what this Giants team is going to be week in and week out. With the Cowboys, I mean, it's it's still every week trying to figure out who's going to step up a wide receiver, what the health is going to be on their offensive line, and then you also need to see the maturation process of their of their defense. I mean, it's a young defense. They've got some studs. I mean, who knows if Randy Gregory's, you know, going to have an impact at some point or not. Um, but you know, it's it's just you never really know. They're a little bit more inconsistent. I think they still have more question marks. Um, where do you stand on Dak Prescott? Are you do, do you do you believe in him? Because a lot of people I feel like have. 
turn their backs a little bit on him and think, ah, he's not really the real deal and he can't really get it done. But to me, we always get told that to be a quality quarterback in the NFL, if you're not one of the top two, three guys in the league, that you're going to need pieces around you. I mean, everybody seems to know that. Yet Dak Prescott, what does he have around him? Not much. I mean, this offensive line is not what it was two years ago his rookie year. Um, He's playing with a backup center. He's playing with a rookie left guard. It's kind of displayed itself. Zach Martin's been banged up. Tyron Smith, I don't even know if he's 100% right now. Um, so they've, you know, they, they've had a drop-off in their production from that standpoint. Wide receiver definitely doesn't have what he had when he first came in. Des Bryant was playing at a higher level. Jason Witten's retired now up in the, uh, the booth for ESPN. So all those pieces are, are gone. And I think that's the hard part for him is this is kind of a make-or-break year because he is you know, on essentially that, that rookie contract where he wasn't a first-round pick. So if you're Dallas, you've really got to make a decision kind of after this year. Otherwise, you could potentially play the franchise tag game, and they don't want to get in that business. They saw what happened with Kirk Cousins. But for me, I, I need to see this year. I, and I've always said this, when you're looking at quarterbacks, give them three years to watch them and see how they develop. I, I think we make too many snap judgment, judgments based on year one or two games um, or even what they look like in their second year if they don't all of a sudden take off uh, like Carson Wentz kind of did last year in his second year. So let's let's see how this year goes because I think if he can – look, if this ends up being a playoff team or if they end up uh, being able to overcome some of the lack of talent they have out around him and still make the playoffs, it, it speaks volumes, I think, for what he can be as a quarterback for, for this team. Uh, another young quarterback who is uh, – I mean – you talk about a red hot start, Patrick Mahomes. Jesus, uh, I don't. And let me. So Kansas City goes in and beats Pittsburgh. They won at LA, um, uh, or Carson, if you want to call it that. They won. Uh, they beat the Chargers um, on the road a week ago. Then they go to Pittsburgh and they beat the Steelers on the road earlier on Sunday. And it's almost like. And tell me if I if I'm being crazy here, but it's almost like people were so used to the Andy Reid, Alex Smith offense that all of a sudden Patrick Mahomes gets in there, and before teams know what's what's hit them, they're down three scores. Like it's just another develop another level to that offense that was never there before with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes looks like the real deal through two games. Uh, th- this these were my notes just from watching that game earlier and what I kind of was thinking. I said it's early. And I'm, I'm sure Patrick Mahomes at some point will make some bad decisions because um, that's kind of who he was at Texas Tech, and I got to call some of his games. He's going to take chances. He's got a lot of confidence in his ability. So there's going to be some throws where you're going, what in the heck was he thinking? But I think they made the right decision. And I know we're only two games in, and it seems like a knee-jerk reaction. But if, if you look at how they're winning football games, they've got to win in shootouts. If you've seen this defense, you know they're going to give up yards and points. And I think Andy Reid knew that. And I think he's thinking in the back of his mind, there is no way we could have gotten to a Super Bowl with Alex Smith. We'd be better off trading him, right, getting some value in return, and then working with what we feel like can be a mobile but dynamic quarterback, given his skill set, and then surround him with more talent because he's still on his rookie deal. And I think that strategy so far is paying off. And hopefully in the coming year, they'll be able to help continue to build on, on the defensive side of the ball so they don't have to constantly win in these shootouts and these, these big offensive production games. Um, but I think because of the situation that they're in defensively, this was the only answer for them. And so far it's paying off. And I also wonder if Andy Reid just kind of said, you know what, man? 
Like you talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick. At a certain point, you just don't care. You're just going to go out and play and do your thing. Andy Reid's done everything in this league as a coach outside of winning a Super Bowl. I think he got as far as he could possibly get. He had reached the ceiling with Alex Smith, and he said, you know what? I'm swinging for the fences. Why not? Uh, Because the upside of Patrick Mahomes compared to where you were at with Alex Smith, and Alex Smith will win you a lot of games, and he's a, a really good NFL quarterback, but the upside with Mahomes is so much greater. Like that offense, it's just a different offense with Patrick Mahomes there. They're now one of the most exciting teams in the league. And I wonder if Andy Reid looks at him and goes, you know, this kind of reminds me a little bit of what I had in Brett Favre in Green Bay. And he's going to have to deal with the gunslinger growing pains that come along with it. But they are really fun to watch, man. You know, I, I don't necessarily know. I mean, go back to last year. They were five and zero. Alex Smith was the MVP of the league. I agree. I agree. Like, like I'm not going to sit here and say that they're that much better off offensively. I think if you give Alex Smith, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill another year of development, and and you know some of the same you know concepts and whatnot, it, it's not far fetched to say that Alex Smith wouldn't be doing the exact same thing. Okay, I mean it. it it's really not. The difference to me, I, I think, is Patrick Mahomes is able to do it much earlier in his career. Right, I mean, Alex Smith kind of is what he is at this point, whereas Patrick Mahomes is kind of already there, and he's so young, which means he has so much more room to grow. But again, it, it still kind of comes back to the the defense. Like that defense is what ultimately will be their Achilles heel this year, because he's not going to be able to have li- a lights out game every single week. And there's going to be times when Tyree kills off, or Kelsey's off, and the chemistry's off, or maybe Andy Reid just has a bad play calling day. Like that happens. So when that happens, like I don't have confidence that you know Kansas City Chiefs defense stepping up and be able to help win them games. And I think with Alex Smith, they thought thought that was probably uh, more likely than not to happen, right? And with Patrick Mahomes, they're like, look, if this guy continues to build, it's it's going to be a different story once we get into the playoffs because he can make that special or that wow play. Um, that could get us over the hump where you know our defense just gave up a touchdown. We don't know what we have coming back. Mahomes will make a play that literally is devastating for the other team. Yeah, it's like you're never out of a game. I, it always felt like with Alex Smith, if you were down two scores with six minutes to go in the fourth quarter, uh, that's a wrap. I mean, like I, I don't know if anybody really thought they had the offense to, to bring him back, but with Patrick Mahomes, it just seems like so there's so many more tools in the toolbox and so many more things available. And I wonder that because you played in Kansas City, yeah. how these are two road wins for them, right? So they've yeah. knocked out two of their road games, so a quarter of their road games are done, and they got W's for them. Huge. How, how much of a home field advantage is Kansas City, and where would you stack it up against other places in the league? I mean, it's it's as loud as you're going to find as far as an outdoor <clears throat> an outdoor stadium. It is. It's right up there next to Seattle. I'd say. I mean, Seattle's probably the loudest environment that I've I've been in in that regard. Uh, but Kansas City is probably second. Uh, Mile High is up there too. So those those three kind of rank up there as as some of the the toughest places to play. Um, and you know, one of them's, one of them's in their division, so they'll have to deal with that with the altitude as well as the crowd noise when that when that time comes. Um, but you know, it's interesting though. Like the way you talk about Patrick Mahomes, it's like, okay, is Alex Smith athletic? Yeah. Yeah. Is he probably a b- better decision maker? Yeah. Yeah. Which that actually might be a downfall because you know it takes away that gunslinger mentality where it might take away a few big plays for you. Um, but he he led the league in yards per attempt attempt last year. It's not like he's Charlie Checkdown. People have this idea that he was that. 
then they didn't watch Kansas City last year. Yeah, because that wasn't Alex Smith. And well, and also I think the he and this is why I I thought it was so interesting what Kansas City did, and I was a little bit surprised by it. And I give Andy Reid credit and the organization for going in this direction. Alex Smith was coming off probably his two best seasons of his career. I, yeah. I would say probably his two best seasons of his career. Outside of Pittsburgh and New England, nobody's made the playoffs more in consecutive years than the Kansas City Chiefs. And they it's told incredible. and they told him to walk. And they said, oh, we're just going to go with the young guy. It was such a ballsy move. And Andy Reid must have seen something in practice or something. When you covered him in college, like what was it like covering him at the college level, um, you know, coming from Texas Tech, coming from that offense, and did you think that he could turn into this or do this at this level? Yeah, you knew there was the potential. You didn't quite know only because you know, he was everything at Texas Tech. And they had, don't get me wrong, they had good skill players, but the offensive line and the protection wasn't great. They had a few running backs, um, but it was hard to tell. I mean, their defense was so bad when he was there. It really was. I mean, Texas Tech finally made some big strides last year defensively, and he was gone, right? He's sitting on the bench in Kansas City learning from Alex Smith. So um, you, never, you never really got to see what he would have been like with the defense that could get him the football back. And that was the tough part. It was like they were like a 500 or so team. And you're saying, all right, like, is it the bad mistakes that he's making that's keeping them from winning games? Is it the defense, the team he has out around him? You know, what do you attribute it to? And it was hard to put your finger on. But there's no doubt you could see the talent as far as the way he could articulate his arm and throw at any angle, the arm strength you saw. He was a better athlete than I think people give him credit. And there's times that you'd see him kind of create and then make like a no-look pass. And you're, and you're kind of second-guessing yourself saying, <laughs> did I just see that? Like, did, he, did he just look right and just throw it back across his body? I mean, there's times when he do stuff like that and you're going, I don't know if this is going to work at the NFL level. I mean, I, I've, I've seen tape of him doing it at practice. Haven't seen it in a game yet. I'm sure eventually he'll whip it out. Um, but, he, it, you know, honestly, like, it was, it was tough to get a sense. And, I, I mean, I, I've had some candid conversations with some people who are very knowledgeable on – you know him and, and and where he's at, and they were kind of surprised that Kansas City just decided to turn it over to him that quick without having him earn it. I mean, it looks it looks like a great decision. Now we'll see what it looks like at the end of the year. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next here on FSR, we could have a major player moved in the NFL. All right, so a, a big time player could be on the move in the NFL. We'll tell you who that is next here on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Is there any doubt that Bobo's on Tinder right now? It's just like, what are you doing, man? It's so easy to tell what mood he's in. Uh, he's doing the helicopter right now. Oh, gosh. Is that what that is? <laughs> I don't know. Looks just like check he, my shirt off. It's spinning around. Looks That's like all. he's uh, juggling trash cans. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we are coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Um, all right. So, Brady Quinn, we've got a Sunday night football game right now. The Dallas Cowboys with a 10 nothing lead over the New York Giants. Six minutes to go in the first half. Um, man, if the, if the Giants start off 0-2, what, what's panic going to be like in that city, in that town, if the Giants start off 0-2 after all the changes? Who's calling for Eli to get benched? Uh, who's the first one to do that? Who's the backup quarterback in New York? Is it still uh, David Carr, or did he retire? <laughs> no, Who he's gone, it? and they cut Davis yeah. Webb. Um, Kyle Laletta is the quarterback. They my guy from year. Richmond. Yeah. yeah, my guy Laletta. Which they must have a lot of faith in him. Um, but 
that's that's going to be the conversation, though. Is you you could have taken someone besides Saquon Barkley at number two, right? He was the person you take because Eli's still in his prime. He can still win you a Super Bowl. So if that doesn't happen for New York this year, yeah, that's going to be the question that's thrown around is, did they make the wrong decision? Should they have drafted the quarterback of the future? And, and everything that comes along with it, right? Because instead they went with the best player available where you see other examples of teams with guys who are drafted in later rounds or, for example, Adrian Peterson, who was an old, old vet who looked good in week one, maybe not so much this, this past weekend. Either way you go about it, that's going to be the conversation was, did they miss out on an opportunity uh, to, to get potentially the quarterback of the future because they wanted to hang on to a quarterback who maybe is still trying to hang on? Um, now, I'm a little disappointed, and I'll be honest with you, a little disappointed with uh, Kyle Loretta. Um, Do you know why I'm disappointed in Kyle Loretta? I don't. Why um, would you be disappointed? Because in? he's not wearing the number five. He's wearing number mm-hmm. 17. Because if he wore the number five, that's the number... Of, uh, of another similar name, Sean Landetta. You remember Sean Landetta, the punter? Uh, old-time no. punter? Uh, I, I right, have good talk. no idea who that is. Uh, let's go live to our the only other person in the room who probably remembers Sean Landetta hotline, Steve DeSager. Steve, do you remember <laughs> Sean Landetta? Was he the guy that whiffed on a punt in yes! the playoffs? Yes! Yeah, that's him! He missed the ball completely. <laughs> it was windy. Yes, uh, Sean Landetta. <laughs> yeah, that was at uh, Soldier it Field. Was windy, yes. It was. He, the ball... He, you know, it, it's weird how you're so good with these Chicago references. It's almost like you grew up rooting for them as a kid. I didn't. Did I? Did I? I didn't know that Sean Landetta played for the Bears. I'm looking. No, no, no. Chicago references. I don't even. I've never even been to Chicago. I don't even know anything about it. Shout out Russian division. Um, I do not know anything (laughs) about Chicago, but I just you know Kyle Laletta, Sean Landetta, similar names. All right, can we get back on track here, please? Can you be a professional for once, Brady Quinn? All right. Josh Gordon, speaking of uh, people that can't be professional, Josh Gordon uh, is no longer going to be a part of the Cleveland Browns. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this because you know the city of Cleveland well. You know the state of Ohio well. You're pretty connected within uh, within that organization, within that team, so to speak. And Josh Gordon, the Browns have decided to part ways. Apparently he showed up, had a little bit of a hamstring issue. Uh, then, uh, according to Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland.com, uh, People there noticed something a little off about him, almost like uh, he was either getting ready to, um, to, to fall back into whatever bad habit he had before, or he had just come away from diving full into that bad habit already. Right? So maybe they smell booze on his breath. R- regardless, they're going to try and trade him. He reportedly is seriously interested in the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. Where do you stand on the Josh Gordon situation? Well, for starters, it doesn't matter who he is interested exactly. in. Exactly. Because Cleveland's going to take the best offer they get, and that's going to be the team that they end up sending Josh Gordon to. I don't feel like they need to send him to an organization that they think is going to take care of them. They've invested six years into this guy, and they've given him so many opportunities, I can't even count. And to be honest with you, I don't even know if it's been fair. Like fair in the sense of there's been other players who have gone through similar issues, you know, addictions and and other disorders, if you will, or anxieties. And they haven't been given the same treatment by the NFL or an organization. And one of the reasons why is because their talent didn't showcase itself the same way Josh Gordon did, where we looked at him as arguably one of the best wide receivers one year in the NFL, and everyone was looking forward to him trying to come back and come back to a team that could you know, use him probably more so than anyone else, right? Yeah. That's not there anymore. And so, you know, I think if you're a Cleveland fan or player, 
you're frustrated by it. You're probably tired of it, exhausted of dealing with it, and you just want to move on. Now, that being said, you, you look at their loss today, and even though they probably need a kicker more so than anything else, they could have used him, right? I mean, if you've got Callaway Landry and Josh Gordon and Njoku, that's a force to be reckoned with as far as options if you're Tyrod Taylor, if you're Baker Mayfield. Um, Higgins isn't bad either, but you know that's, that's a lineup that I think you're concerned by. And, and maybe after the last couple of weeks, you know, they just figured they're kind of better off without Josh Gordon, considering he really didn't do much in week one uh, besides catch, what, one touchdown pass, which yeah. ended up being kind of pivotal. But yeah. um, that, was, that was it. Yeah, um, I, I don't feel the least bit bad for him, not even for a second. And I, pe- I, I just think you have to ask the question of why would anyone trade for him? Exactly. One, he might fall into bad habits. And you don't know if the NFL is going to, you know, he's going to face some sort of suspension um, for all this, I mean, he may never. You might trade for him, and he might never be able to play again, considering he's already missed what a year, if not more than that. I, I mean, you you played in Cleveland. There's some fun places around Cleveland. There's some oh, yeah. fun places to go East to. Fourth Street, yeah. West Fourth Street, yeah, yeah. Where would you stack Cleveland as far as nightlife goes in the NFL? The twenties. Yeah, yeah. It'd be bottom half. So if he can't bottom keep third, it together in Cleveland, fourth. you think Dallas is a good idea? Where if you're a cowboy, all you do is walk down the street with your helmet on, and next thing you know, it looks like you're uh, you're filming a movie. If you know what I mean? Like I just think it's it's a terrible idea. People, oh, he's so talented. Look, he had one good year. He had one good year. In 2013, that was five years ago. Since then, he couldn't he couldn't keep it together. Uh, he couldn't stay in the league. Uh, anytime the Browns tried to trust him, and, and and all these people feeling bad for him, going on social media with, I just hope he really takes care of his demons. Yeah, nobody likes to see anybody go through that. Addiction's a terrible thing. I know it firsthand. I, I have uh, two heroin addicts in my family. I've seen them. I've seen them OD. I've seen them laying on the bathroom floor dying. I've witnessed that myself with my own two, not, two eyes. I know what it's like. But instead of focusing so much on, man, all of his addictions, focus on all the chances he's been given. He's been given opportunity after opportunity, and he crapped all over him. I don't feel the least bit bad for the guy. He's been, he's been given too many chances, and the idea that he's picking and choosing his spots. Tough balls, man. Like, why would any, to your point, why would anybody take a chance on this guy? Just so you can get burned because he can't stay sober uh, uh, after he hurts his hamstring on the way to New Orleans? And thank God he didn't go to New Orleans because who knows how that would have turned out if he was on a bender. I just think at some point, the Browns, they gave him every chance, every opportunity to figure it out. He couldn't figure it out. Bye bye. Got to move on. Yeah. And we'll see if anyone does extend any sort of offer whatsoever for him only because again there should be something pending uh i I do differ with you in this i I think regardless of it being five years since he showcased his ability i I think of how he looked uh when he was practicing the offseason and and everything everyone i talked to up in cleveland they do think he's a stud i mean they, they really do feel like this guy can be a big time player and help out um he just needs to get his life back in order and it's sad and i hope um I just I, it's the combination of things. Like yeah. the addiction part is one thing because I think people sometimes get tired of people who don't if they can't help themselves, you know, people get tired of it yeah. of lending them help if they don't want to help themselves. It's more the talent to me because there's so many other guys in this league who wish they had the size or ability and the talent and and that's the other side of the, of the waste of all this. Is he's just kind of wasting away at that portion of it and in what he could be. Keep in mind though, He's been fined like three million dollars. He's, he's he's got no money, man. He hasn't so made any he, money. <laughs> he, like he needs to play. Like like he's essentially 
you know, on scholarship right now for whoever would bring him over and sign him, and that's you know, if he doesn't get in more trouble from all this. Yeah, I just I, and I was saying, I at some point you either get out of the rut you're in or you are the rut you're in. And so far he's the rut he's in. And it's just it's just a fact of of what Josh Gordon is. It's like I, I remember having a conversation. I I was talking with this with this woman years ago. She was really hot. Uh, and she knew it. And she would tell me that there were times when she would go out to the club and she would only bring an ID and a little purse with some makeup in it. No cash, no money whatsoever, no cards, no nothing. Because she knew she was so hot that she was getting in for free and somebody was going to pay for her drinks. She knew it. So there was no, I, I mean, I can't even imagine what that's like. It's The worst part is when you're that good or that good looking or that talented, the worst part is when you know it. Josh Gordon knows it. So he can just show up late all the time if he wants. He can uh, he can go out and, and uh, pound a bottle of Jack Daniels and then come into practice the next day. And it's just like, ah, uh, no big deal whatsoever. I, you just the Browns finally put their foot down, and I think good for them. I, I, I think they're I think they're better off without him. You gave him enough opportunities. Either he can figure it out on his own, or he can't figure it out at all. But he's he's I, I, honestly he's playing, and then he shows up after training camp was already over. Remember we talked about that. He just yeah, happened to report. Like oh, he just happened to report. Any money that he's made so far in his career is gone, man. Like he's been fine. Like it's, I don't know. Like what's his plan? What's the plan there? I, I don't know. I just kind of wonder, though, if the NFL doesn't investigate this because it was reported, and typically under the player conduct policy and the CBA, if something's reported, it's on them to then investigate. And based on the rules for him or the conditions set by the NFL for him to come back, which were already really favorable, and a lot of people called in to question it, you know, I don't know how they couldn't investigate this right. and drug test him and see where he's at. And so that's why if all that doesn't take place, you'd have to think that for whatever reason, um, he's receiving some you know, extra benefits. And it, and it doesn't make sense for the other players that were in a similar position that didn't receive the same treatment. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. All right, coming up next, um, uh, does, is one NFL team regretting their decision on Sunday? All right, they could regret it down the road. We'll tell you who that is next year on FSR. For all the latest, though, you won't regret this. It's Steve DeSager. And Josh Gordon, according to NFL Network, is traveling tonight to see a specialist tomorrow to learn the severity of his hamstring injury. And Cleveland did say yesterday they will release the wide receiver on Monday. They could trade him, reportedly to an NFC team instead. We'll see. Today, Cleveland lost again, 21-18 at New Orleans on a field goal with under 30 seconds to go. And the kicker for the Browns, Zane Gonzalez, missed four kicks in this game, two field goal attempts and both extra point tries, and they lost by three. As for the game in progress, two-minute warning, late first half at Dallas, still Cowboys 10-0 over the Giants, all 10 points in the first quarter. In fact, in the first minute and a half, a 64-yard touchdown pass, Dak Prescott to Tavon Austin. Jacksonville beat New England 31-20. Denver came back to down Oakland 20-19 on a late field goal. The Rams shut out Arizona 34-0. The Cardinals offense with only five first First downs. San Francisco held on for a home win over Detroit, 30 to 27. Minnesota tied after overtime at Green Bay, 29-29. The final. The Vikings missed a 35-yard field goal attempt on the final play. The third miss of the day by rookie kicker Daniel Carlson, two in the OT. At Tampa Bay, four touchdown passes for Ryan Fitzpatrick to beat defending champion Philadelphia, 27-21. Tennessee kicked a field goal with a minute left to edge Houston, 20 to 17. Wins for Atlanta and the Chargers. 
Rogers for Miami and Indianapolis. By the way, Seattle linebackers Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright will each miss Monday night's game at Chicago due to injuries, as will wide receiver Doug Baldwin. And the high-scoring game at Pittsburgh today was Chiefs 42-37, winners on the road. Patrick Mahomes, three touchdown passes, first quarter for a 21-0 lead. Then Ben Roethlisberger threw three touchdown passes, second quarter, and it was 21 all at the half. Roethlisberger with a touchdown run in the second half. His passing stats in the loss, 39 for 60 through the air, 452 yards. How did he spread it around? Antonio Brown targeted 17 times, no touchdowns, nine catches, 67 yards. For the Steelers, Juju Smith-Schuster, 19 targets. He had 13 receptions, 121 and a score, and the Steelers lose at home. Brad Keselowski, the NASCAR win, and Dwayne Wade says he'll return for one last season with the Miami Heat. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Um, A tweet has just been sent, Brady. Can you guess who the tweet is from to both of us? Uh, at this hour, yeah. I would say it's probably Live Bet Jesus. And bingo. You are good, yeah. man. It almost yeah, last time he was on with us, he yeah. lost again. Um, you know what? Uh, yeah, because we were we were on during the week here on Fox Sports right, Radio. Right, Bet Jesus. You know, what's, you know what's odd, though? I wouldn't do that. You know what's odd? <laughs> Get in line. You know what's odd is that Live Bet Jesus wasn't, he didn't appear on the show a week ago. And you weren't here either. Very, very odd how that went. It almost makes me wonder, like, maybe you got something to do with this whole LBJ thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird. If I did, I would probably be making better selections. Or I wouldn't talk down about him as much because he's losing our listeners' money. So I don't know that there's any sort of connection there. I mean, it'd be kind of trippy to... Hate yourself that much? Yeah, mind um, games. I see. As far like, as giving you know, sports betting advice, a little uh, reverse psychology from Brady Quinn. Interesting, right? Interesting right. If you want to call it that. All right. Interesting. That, yeah. uh, but but yeah. apparently uh, he has sent a tweet saying, uh, "Good evening, my children. The mood is about to change on Fox Sports Radio." I don't know mm. what that means. Uh, I don't know if uh, if that's a if that's a bad thing or a good thing. But he is alive. He is well, and he is listening. And uh, I, I believe that he's going to be uh, uh, appearing here at some point. So. That's all I'll say. All right, Brady Quinn, uh, let's talk about this. Because I I would say, well, let's hear from Aaron Rodgers after the game, or let's hear from Mike McCarthy after the game, but they're just going to (laughs) lie. And you know it's the truth. So I want to ask you, good idea, bad idea to play Aaron Rodgers on Sunday against the Vikings? I think a good idea. It sounds like he couldn't make the injury any worse. He was dealing with a deep bone bruise, and I think it was a a ligament strain as far as what I read. So they put a brace on for precautionary reasons, probably to protect it a little bit and give it a little bit more stability if it was strained. But outside of that, I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea, and I think that game had so much importance on it. And even though it ended in a tie, I think it's a win for Minnesota. Oh, big time. Because they went to Lambeau, and maybe they didn't come up with the win, but they didn't lose either. Yeah. And now they'll get Green Bay at some point, even with Aaron Rodgers healthier, they'll get him on their turf, and it'll be a different story. And I also think they you know, they came back in that game, 
and it, it showed them, it showed the Minnesota Vikings fans, but more importantly, the Green Bay fans, that like this is a different team now. They've got a quarterback that can go blow for blow with Aaron Rodgers and put up production and bring their team back in this game. Um, so it, it's a different series. I mean, I'm excited for it because I think both teams have improved. Yeah. And I think you saw that from the Packers defense, but I, I don't think it was a bad decision at all. I think there's there's too many ramifications on today's game, and I, I still think, even though it's a tie, give the edge to Minnesota. Now, I, I had a bone bruise once when I dislocated my kneecap and tore my MCL and all that crap years ago, and they said the thing that was going to take the longest to heal was the bone bruise, yep. and they were right. It was probably nine months to where it didn't feel right, like something just didn't feel right in there, and there were parts of it that were really sensitive, so if that's the case, like I think we all just assumed, ah, two to four weeks. But if bone bruises are these lingering type of issues, he's going to be in a compromised state for what I would think that what the next month. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, and the, and the ba- I think the brace was a lot bulkier than I expected it to be because I don't think he had a brace in the second half of that game last he, week. He did. It was slight. He did. He put one on. It was underneath. They actually showed it um, during the game. It was very slight, but you could kind of see it going down the. Um, the, the side of his knee kind of down through to help stabilize for that. Was it a Don Joy? All right. It was not a Don okay. Well, you know what? I don't know that for a fact because it was underneath like the his you know pants and the tights and all that. Typically, the Don Joys are a little more bulky. You know, <laughs> you see them bulging yes, through if you know what I mean. Yeah, when Joe Flacco is wearing a Don Joy and he tries to slide, you can hang clothes off the side of it. I, I think Matt Ryan's now my favorite Don Joy winner. <laughs> after his blew up on week one, and all of a sudden he was like limping off to the sideline with a Don Joy hanging off like it was Forrest Gump. Oh man, can we do? Can we please do like a football prop theme? Uh, like like once a month here on the show, like one like one Sunday night when we're doing the show, can we both wear Don Joys? And like uh, like like three weeks later, <laughs> you ever wore one? Yeah, after after my uh, after I blew my knee out, I had to wear uh, one for a little while. It was They're awful. awful. Yeah, it was awful. They're awful. Yeah. I, so I got to St. Louis. I got uh, released by the Jets halfway through um, the season 2013. I get picked up by St. Louis like literally the next day, and I get there and they're like, "Hey, we got to fit you for a Donjoy," and I'm like, <laughs> "What?" They're like, "Yeah, we got to put it on your your front leg." You know, Coach Fisher likes everyone to do that because he's worried about guys falling into their knee and them you know tearing their acl i'm like i'm here because <laughs> sam bradford tore yes. his acl with a don joy on i go how is this gonna help me i go one i don't have issues with tearing acls and two i'd like to feel more mobile instead of like a robot i mean it's not like i'm the fastest guy as it is i need all the mobility i can get i said so i'll put it on but if it's like if I start feeling uncomfortable, I'm going to take that crap off during practice. Um, well, isn't it Alabama? I know Alabama to where they isn't it a mandate that their offensive linemen all have to wear knee braces? Yeah, I mean, that, and that's a little more typical for offensive linemen, just because those guys, you know, they'll, you know, they got guys trying to take out their legs sometimes yeah. and submarine them. So it just it depends. I told my uh, my nephew is huge, and he just started playing uh, high school football. He's a freshman. He's six five. Freshman, 6'5", he's a monster. Wow. He's bigger than everybody. And I told my brother, I said, hey, man, uh, you better look into some knee braces. Well, you know why? He's young. I'm like, yeah, but the only equalizer anybody has on the field against him is to go low. And he's going to get rolled up on or somebody's going to take him out. I would get like I would look into getting knee braces. Uh, he is not. Uh, so my advice uh, went out the window. Also, I gave some other advice. I want to get your thoughts on this, Brady Quinn. Uh, you just tell me if this is the right advice. Uh, my girlfriend's... I guess, what would you call it? Uh, 
nephew. Uh, it's it's her sister's husband's kid from a from another marriage. Whatever. That, that was like way too. Yeah. Many whatever. It just uh, my my girlfriend's nephew. We'll call him nephew. Okay. He just started playing high school football. Okay. But he's a kicker. Oh. And I said, uh, okay, so, so this that's a true story, and I, I'm not exaggerating wow. when I tell you this story. I said, uh, so she's like, uh, yeah. So do you have any advice for him? And I was like, well. Just understand, nobody likes you. All right, <laughs> I'm like nobody like, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. And you could be really good, but nobody respects you. Nobody likes you when they're sweating at practice and they're working really hard. They see you over oh. kicking a football around, and it really pisses them off. Uh, nobody, nobody likes that. Nobody likes to be around anybody like that. I'm like, so you need to get their respect early on. He's like, well, how do I do that? Well, first kick off of the season, you run down the field as hard as you can. And you try and turn somebody into a chalk outline. You light somebody up. You you evaporate them on that field, and you you quiet the crowd, and you get the cheerleaders to put up their two fingers because they're concerned about his well being. That's the only way you're going to get respect from that locker room. Uh, I disagree slightly. Okay. Well, okay, what you do is you bomb that thing thing on a kickoff through the uprights. Okay. You do that. All right. That's like going yard. Yes. Right. That's like hitting that gigantic tee shot off the tee. And everyone's like, all right, he's a long hitter. We like this guy. Yeah. Our, our, our high school kicker used to walk. We used to practice on a field like perpendicular to our game field. He would walk to the opposite end where our bleachers would block like that three quarters of the field. And he'd kick on that side just so when we had to do conditioning, the coaches could never yell at him and he'd act like he'd never <laughs> hear him to come over and condition with us. So everyone hated him, but he was awesome. He was a great punter, great kicker, went to pit. Um, so he, we, we actually couldn't give him that hard of a time. Yeah. Uh, or you could just vaporize somebody. That's about, I think. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, Fox sports radio coming up next. He is back. The most beloved member of this show, according to all of you is back and he's next year on Fox sports radio. He is Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox sports radio. Uh, we are going to hear, uh, allegedly, I, now, I don't know if this is uh, 100%, but allegedly we're going to hear from a uh, live bet Jesus at some point here coming up momentarily, Brady Quinn. Uh, so we will uh, keep you posted on that. want to let you know uh, we do have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. If you are looking around and going, what the hell is happening with the New York Giants? They're they are sitting at zero, down 10 nothing to the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football. Um, I thought that uh, Pat Shermer was brought in to to reignite the offense that was a disaster a year ago and, and a team that was all all sorts of a mess. Uh, how concerned are you thus far with the Giants' offense? Well, I, I'm more concerned with a couple things. One, Eli Manning. He looks like a deer in headlights. There, There's certain times, and I, I kind of saw this from Jay Cutler a little bit last year, where he's just paying too much attention to the rush he, he looks, I don't want to say scared, but he's freezing and he's almost looking to bail out of the pocket before the pressure's even there. It's, it's just not the type of performance that I thought we'd see from Eli. Um, the other thing is Eric Flowers, really the right side of that line, I mean, he's the weakest link, okay? The right tackle, Eric Flowers. They've got to do something to help out. I don't care if you take Saquon Barkley and, and just have him every play to chip on that side against Demarcus Lawrence or bring Evan Ingram in, have him kind of nudge Demarcus Lawrence or whoever's on that side on their way out. Whatever you do, you got to change your protection and help him out. 
That's the only way you're going to be able to make it through this game, one, keeping Eli healthy from getting hit all the time, but having any chance of, of getting production and protecting him. Yeah, I just uh, – and, and Saquon Bar. there's so much talent on that team. I just wonder what the hell is that. And maybe, maybe just Eli Manning is the weak link. Maybe that's just what – maybe that's where they're at right now, and it makes you wonder – it goes back to the question, are they going to regret not taking Sam Darnold when he was sitting there and taking Saquon Barkley instead? Well, the crazy thing is you're kind of all in. Right, you, yeah. you gave up on the Davis Webb experiment before you ever saw him in a regular season game, and then you went with Kyle Laletta, who's a rookie, largely inexperienced, and you have no idea what he would look like. So that's the hard part: is you already threw in the towel on that, and so there is no other plan B. Like your your plan A is Eli Manning, your plan B is Eli Manning. Nobody. Oh, here he is, baby. Oh, my God. It's been two weeks since he showed up on a Sunday. Him and Brady have a lot in common. All right, so here we go. Uh, Live Bet Jesus is here. The lights are completely out in the studio. I can't see anything in the other studio except a floating T-shirt. For some reason, there is a T-shirt floating in the other studio, and I have no idea why. All the lights are completely out here, uh, and there is a beaming light now shining into the studio here, and there appears to be a piece of paper falling down onto the desk. It is arriving here slowly. It is now approaching me and approaching the desk, and it has landed. If you think this is all a radio bit and we are not telling the truth here, I have proof. That is the actual scripture from Live Bet Jesus, and I will open it up now. It is tonight on the 16th day of September 2018, a day that marks two weeks since Brady Quinn appeared on this show, that I, Live Bet Jesus, proclaim the pick to be... The Giants plus six and a half. So there wow. it is, Brady. Giants plus six and a half. It looks like everyone's gonna be rooting for Dallas here then in the second half. All right, thanks, man. You're a real good, real good guy. <laughs> good human being, Brady Quinn. More next here on FSR. So there is an NFL team who one of us projected a Super Bowl champion who is not off to the hottest start. We will talk about that and discuss it here coming up in just a couple of moments. He is Brady Quinn. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app, and no matter where you are, no matter how intoxicated you are, no matter how pissed off you are about your team's performance, no matter how much money you may have lost gambling, no matter how many fantasy football implications you have on this Sunday night football game, we always do it live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Um, all right, so we're going to get to a team that one of us projected uh, Super Bowl champions. Oh, um, here we go. Okay, well, okay. Here we go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just re- relax, okay? Relax. All right, I know it's the third hour, and this is the uh, – we sort of cut it loose and and uh, say FCC who, and we go all rogue on everybody here. But uh, we do need to let everybody know about um, – just some some sad news. Um, so a mistreatment, I would think, of a important member of the show here. So live bet Jesus. Uh, for those of you that have uh, are just tuning in or are learning about the show for the first time and just hearing it, or were drunk the first time you heard about live bet Jesus, <laughs> and you're sober now. Live bet Jesus started appearing on the show a couple of years ago. We've never met him. We don't know who he is. He has a Twitter account at Live Bet Jesus, and he makes live betting predictions here on the air. But he doesn't speak. He doesn't talk. 
a piece of paper falls down onto the desk in the middle of the show at a random time, and it's got a it's got a bet on it. Nobody's got worse luck gambling than Live Bet Jesus. He came on and picked the Giants plus six and a half. That was the live bet. Giants plus six and a half. I I'm not even sure he got the half out before Eli Manning was sacked and fumbled, and Dallas puts in another field goal, and they're up thirteen nothing. He's got I, I've no luck. Tr- I've tried explaining <laughs> like, to you. There's a reason why he took off last week. I think he was scared. He needed a week off. Yeah. He thought maybe that would change up his luck. Mm. He's been awful of late. Um, he's just mm. there's there's something about what's going on right now. Yeah. In his mind with his selections, I, I don't know if he's confused. I don't know if he's in a dark place. I don't know if he's you know. Hanging out with the wrong crowd. I'm not, I'm not sure how to describe it, but yeah, all of a sudden he's, he's Josh Gordon. Oh yeah, that's him. All of a sudden. I didn't say that. Okay. I, I didn't say him. Him, right? Maybe Martavius Bryant, but okay, you know. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that he wasn't here last week. I actually heard some rumblings that maybe his flight was uh, rerouted through Philly. As to why he wasn't here last week. Interesting. Maybe that's that's kind of what I heard. Okay. But again, there were some <laughs> issues in Philly then. Is that what's that happening? I don't know. The Philly I did, special. I, I I have no idea that or he was eating uh, horse crap off the ground like they like to do in Philly when they're not punching police horses. So oh, who knows? You mean when they're not you know trying to climb up light poles that are all yes. looped up? That was fun, though, man. Last year, uh, post Super Bowl, that was a lot of fun. Uh, just checking the scanner. And the look on Steve DeSager's face when he had to look through the scanner to see some of the reports that came through, he was disgusted <laughs> by the behavior of those savages in Philadelphia. Uh, uh, I hope they make it back again this year. I, I do, too, and they won't. Um, yeah, but well. uh, we, will, we will discuss that at some point. So Cowboys up 13 nothing over the Giants, and uh, Eli Manning just threw into, uh, is that triple or quadruple coverage? Yeah, we'll, call ah. it, we'll round down and call it double coverage there. Uh, and it is second and 10, uh, nine minutes to go in the third quarter. Can we talk about your Super Bowl pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh-huh. Yep. You, can, you concerned? Yep. A little bit concerned, right? I'd probably be more concerned if they were 0-2 because they're 0-1-1, right? Whatever that means. Yeah. Um, but so I, I kind of talked about the notes that I took away from Kansas City in that game. Here's my exact comments about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's in trouble. Ben doesn't look like himself. <laughs> he looks slow. He's not moving quite as well. They're slow starting in games. Um, and this defense isn't good enough to help them win games. Like week one, I think you saw a pretty ridiculous performance from their defensive front, in particular TJ Watt. But I think that was more indicative of the Cleveland Browns offensive line than maybe what we're going to expect from them week in and week out. Um, you know, the lack of Bell is that part of it, right? Because even though James Conner's a good running back, I don't know that teams look at him the same way as Bell, and I don't know that this offense looks the same you know, without Bell. When they split him out, the attention that he receives uh, split out as a wide receiver or even in the backfield, it opens things up for other people. I don't know that James Conner has gotten that respect from the rest of the NFL. I also think there's a filling out process going on. So Randy Fickner, who took over for Todd Haley, he's the quarterback coach, he's now the play caller. I, you know, I, Maybe I, I didn't think it would it'd take this long for him to get a feel for uh, how he's going to call a game, what they have now on their roster, and, and implementing things without Le'Veon Bell. Maybe I underestimated that. Um, either way, I'll, I'll say this much. The offense is going to get some of the attention. The defense has not been the same since Kevin Butler, the defensive coordinator, took over. I don't know if you can agree with this or not. When Dick LeBeau left, yeah. that defense has never been the same. And, and I get it. Like Troy Paul Amalo left. 
James Harrison's not there anymore. Like I know they've had some some you know monumental pieces leave, but they've got talent. Like it's not about the talent anymore. It's about the scheme. It's about you know how he's calling this defense. It's just not the same. And, and, and then maybe it just maybe it stops at the top. Maybe this is all on Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I I, I do wonder. It, they seem really distracted. There's something disjointed about the team. And when you go into the season and you've got offensive linemen, right or wrong, whether you agree with the decision or not, calling out Le'Veon Bell for not showing up, and that whole situation happened, I think we focused on the two or three offensive linemen who called out Le'Veon Bell, but there's 50 other guys on the active roster. How many? If you, if you know NFL locker rooms better than anybody. If Just because two or three guys called out one player, does that mean they represent the voices of the other 50 guys? Because I would venture to guess that the majority of the team was probably pissed off that they called out Le'Veon Bell. And if that's the case, and you got players who don't agree with other players' tactics as far as speaking publicly about a, a teammate who maybe they're close with, then you've got to divide in the locker room. And I just feel like there's something, there's something off there. They just feel disjointed. I don't know if there's anything off in the locker room. I, I just... It speaks more to the character of the players who did speak out and wanted to air their dirty laundry. It's just not a guy thing. You know, you don't typically see players do that um, unless it's trash talk, right? They're not going to put stuff out there to the media. And the locker room is such a sacred place. Those relationships are so sacred that even though a lot of stuff goes on, um, that can be nasty sometimes between guys and, and anything you can imagine. It stays in the locker room. And that's what bothered me is if you're upset that Le'Veon Bell texted you and he decided that you know something changed and he didn't want to come in, then and air it out with him. You don't need to sit there and air it out to the media and everyone else out there. I just I don't really understand the point of that. I, I don't know that it has anything to do with what's going on with their team right now. I think it's more of a product of a lot of the other issues that they're having from a scheme standpoint and with, with Roethlisberger and maybe just the overall culture there. Like, I don't know that they, they feel a sense of urgency. And maybe they feel like this AFC North division is going to be like it was last year and the Browns are going to be bad and you know Cincinnati and Baltimore are going to take a step back. But, I mean, right now Cincinnati's winning the division. Like, like, they're the number one team in that division. And Baltimore looks much improved. And they know from experience Cleveland's a better team. Yeah. So I just I don't know what needs to change. But there needs to be a greater sense of urgency there. That's for sure. Uh, how about the idea that Marquise Pouncey thought it was a more egregious crime that Le'Veon Bell didn't show up on time for the season because he's in a contract dispute, but never once called out his friend Aaron Hernandez for murdering three people? <laughs> like, think about that. Like, you want to you want to talk about? Uh, hey, excuse me, sir. Uh, where are the priorities here? Uh, your friend oh, executed it's... three human beings, and uh, your buddy didn't show up on time for camp. Come on, man. It's uh, confusing, to say the least. It is. Uh, I'm not going to go there. But, hey, man, yeah. I'm a, I, it's what I do. I find angles. I'm an angle spitter. It's what You are I an do. angle tackler. I that am. That is for sure. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm an yeah. angle tackler. You better believe Look, it's like the old, uh, what's the old uh, rule in jiu-jitsu? The difference between um, a, a fighter and a, a jiu-jitsu practitioner is a fighter sees a brick wall and he tries to go through it. A jiu-jitsu practitioner, he tries to go around it. And that's what I do, Brady. I go around it. And that's where I pulled that little Aaron <laughs> or, Hernandez tidbit. Or, or, or dig underneath. Yes. <laughs> okay. Hey, pass the shovel. I am not above <laughs> digging underneath to find some dirt. Um, yeah, I just, and, and you're right on Roethlisberger. 
Because I was hearing stuff that, yeah, you know, he came in, he had lost a little bit of weight, he had done this, oh, but it, he looks lo- bad. it looks awkward, man. It looks yeah. like, and I know that, that he was dealing with a little bit of an issue this week, uh, some sort of an injury issue, uh, and, and he, you know, was good enough to play, but it does look like he, he's he's a little bit awkward. Um, he, I don't know if it said he's out of shape or he is battling more of an injury, but he's taking a lot of hits. He's taking, he's taking a beating. And I just wonder if we're getting to the point to where we're seeing the beginning of the end. You know, the weird thing is, is when you think about the guys who are getting up there in their age, right? Tom Brady, 41, just remarkable what he's, yeah. he's doing at that age. And I don't, I don't fully know that we appreciate it, right? I think we take that for granted. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, him being able to come back and play is a testament to his training, the diet, all that. He's gotten really big into that lately, too. Obviously, Drew Brees is another guy. Roethlisberger's like the only one in that group that we never hear about him his training and no. his diet and, and trying to find an edge. Like it's never part of his regiment or what we hear. Maybe he's doing it behind the scenes. I'll tell you this much. It sure doesn't look any different. <laughs> like the way he carries his weight, the way he's moving around, it, it, it looks like it's going to be a long season for him. Yeah, I, I, I do find that funny. The only time you hear from Roethlisberger is when he's pissed off they drafted another quarterback. Like that's the only, that's the only time you hear from me. You never there's nothing else that goes along with it. And then all these random people in sports media find out that they've been blocked by Roethlisberger. Apparently right. that's like a big thing on Twitter where he goes on and he blocks me. I'm actually going to look it up right now. I want to see, see if, if I'm blocked. blocked. Yeah, I want to see. Have you ever? Uh, can we get some game show music for this? This is always good radio when people search stuff on the internet. Uh, but I will explain what it is that we're typing here. So I have just searched Ben Roethlisberger on Twitter. Uh, I'm still trying to find it. I uh, have not found it yet. Um, no, no, not there. Um, still trying to find it. Um, let's see. Is there a chance you just you, you don't know what to type in? Uh, yeah, I don't know because he has like some underscore thing. Uh, it's very. Why don't you just type in his name. It's not that. Difficult. I did, and it's not coming up. There um, should have been a blue check mark. Okay, well, I'm looking right now. I'm, I'm trying to see. Um, let's see. Oh, I bet you spelled his name wrong, didn't you? No, I didn't spell his name wrong. I know what I'm doing, man. Uh, listen, let's see. Ben Roethlisberger. That's... Is it underscore Big Ben 7? Okay. That, I knew it was an under... Yeah, he's got one of those dumb ones. Underscore Big Ben se- All right, here we go. Moment of truth. Oh, why is it a dot com? Moment of truth. Damn it, I'm not blocked. Son of a... Bitch, I wanted Say to be something blocked. about him having kind no. of like a soft face or a fat no, face. No, because I'm, I'm not a I'm not a nerd. That, that's what that's what nerds do. They like to you know take shots at players and go. Oh, that is true. Yeah, that's not that me. is true. They do it from behind an avatar, yeah. and they probably have that little egg shaped. And 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 you you've pointed this out several times on the show. Where do you think that they're at when they're doing that behind the avatar, Brady? They're usually I I shouldn't say usually always in their parents' basement. <laughs> that's where they live. Um, typically. They're sitting somewhere down in a dungeon. Yeah. They play video games yes. either professionally or for their hobby. And uh, there's not really much of a dating life. Yeah. It's just, it's just their parents' basement. Yeah, I agree. Until you nerds. 40. You complete nerds. You dweebs. We're the cool kids in school. We crush oranges in our biceps and we shove losers like you in lockers. <laughs> Geeks. Jeez. All right. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, as we come to you live from the uh, Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. All right, coming up next, Brady Quinn is going to tell you about teammate abuse. All right? Teammate abuse in the NFL. Find out what we're talking about next here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Little Slayer. Good stuff, man. Love Slayer. 
All right. That guy's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we're going to talk about teammate violence, teammate on teammate crime coming up here momentarily on Fox Sports Radio. So that'll be uh, that'll be here shortly. Um, Oh, God, I actually Slayer stinks. I was at you, are you a big Slayer guy, Brady? You like no, this I'm stuff, not. right? Not, not at all. Oh my ass! You guys used to listen to this in South Bend when you were Never. doing hack squats. I honestly don't feel like I've ever heard this before in my life. Yeah, Slayer. I always I heard from everybody that Slayer mosh pits were like, man, just a Slayer mosh pits, man. You're lucky to get out of there alive. It was like a pillow fight. Are are you kidding me? It was like a pillow fight. Give me a break. You just you go around and you just light some people up. That's what you do. <laughs> Right. It's just it's so obnoxious, man. And and somebody who loves hard rock and heavy metal, I used to I, I I used to go dressed up in all white to shows because I was so sick of the black gothic. I'm a tough guy. I hate my parents' crap. Stop being so angry. You're a rich I, kid. I have no idea what we're talking. All right, about. are we on the air? Okay, so here we go. Uh, Brady Quinn, uh, do you want to let you know we are brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, if you were wondering, if you were watching the television and you saw what appeared to be a car accident, uh, you are correct, and that was Eli Manning getting annihilated uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, the New York Giants uh, did accomplish a field goal at the end of that drive. So 13-3, Dallas leading New York, three minutes and change left to go in the third quarter. So not looking good for the uh, Pat Shermer era in New York. No. Yeah. Uh, so far, I would say that they, it came out with not a lot of energy. I mean, right away, Dallas kind of jumped on them. It didn't look like they were ready to play. And uh, the biggest factor so far is still haven't made any adjustments to help him to protect Eli Manning, who uh, looks scared out of his mind standing back behind the supposedly revamped yeah. Giants offensive line. Your guy, the guy you said could bench press a house, Will Hernandez. What happened to him? Well, he uh, he has the tendency to get a little too aggressive in his pass sets. <laughs> what do you uh, mean? And so, so one thing you got to learn. Is uh, if you get too over aggressive and you try to like lunge out or shoot out your hands at a uh, defensive lineman, if you miss, your quarterback is screwed. Yeah, and uh, he's done that on a number of occasions tonight. Yeah, that's. Um, I think you're spoiled. You know Joe Thomas, and he did it the right way. Well, he's a yeah. tackle, but yeah, yeah. we're well, talking about a guard. I, I, I understand. Uh, it's offensive way, line we, play. We, Brady. we should Good give. Uh, we should give the Dallas Cowboys some credit. They've actually got a pretty nasty defensive front. So. Yeah, I mean, well, their offense isn't doing a whole lot, but yeah, they've got a they've got a good defense. I actually thought their defense was going to be better uh, this year, even though yeah. even though uh, they're still trying to figure out a go to guy on offense. You think you actually think Josh Gordon's a realistic possibility in Dallas? Jerry- well, look, he, he played his college ball there, right? Uh, I believe he's from down there. Um, I don't know about Dallas, but I believe he's from Texas. So um, I'm, I'm so tired of people using, oh, he played his college ball there. So what? I've been to Mexico. My girlfriend's Mexican. Doesn't mean I'm going to do the show from Tijuana next week. Although, if you're up for it, I am too. <laughs> well, let me say this. People tend to be better in familiar environments, okay? And so he's from Houston, Texas. Usually, if you're going through an issue, you, you tend to want to be around a support system. Your family usually is a good support system, or maybe you've got some mentors like your high school coach, something like that. Um, so that's why I think it could potentially be good. And I think, look, Jerry Jones loves Texas players, guys who played in kind of the Big 12 and 
he typically tries to go out and get some of those guys. So maybe he's willing to give him an opportunity, and maybe they're willing to invest some of their resources to help him get better. Uh, I, I would actually disagree with that. I think it's the worst thing for a guy who's got substance abuse issues or addiction issues to go back home because it's way too easy. Chris Heron, who is a former NBA player um, and a really good college player, dealt with addiction issues. And he said the worst moment of his career is when he got traded to the Boston Celtics because it was close to home, and he knew he was screwed. Because yeah, but was, for every guy who says that, there's a guy who goes elsewhere, has no one out around him. I mean, I, you remember Greg Oden? He gets out in Portland, and yes. all of a sudden he's in a new environment. Yep. He's, he's the, what, the first overall pick out there? Yeah. Got into drinking, got into other things and partying too much, and it was a terrible environment for him. Sent out a peace pick, too. Right, which, of course, you're all on top of that. Well, I, mean, no, I just remember it happening. You were all over that. I remember. Um, you don't. You don't remember that. I remember it happening. No, no, I remember someone talking about yeah. it. I never saw it. Uh, apparently, you're in the know there. <laughs> all all, look all like, I'm look, saying is, look like nunchucks. For, for every guy that you want to make a case for, that um, <laughs> that was unbelievable. You're just trying to distract me because you know that you threw out like a blanket statement that really I doesn't did, hold no, up. No, it does because hold here's up. Here's the thing: is here's the thing is people don't get better being around people they don't know. Like it doesn't work like that. Like I always feel like in most cases when they suspend a player and they say you can't be around your teammates, you can't be around the organization that drafted you or signed you. It's a terrible situation. So now you want this guy to be on his own, away from the people that invested money and time into him. You don't want him to be around those people so that they can help him get better. That never made sense to me. So, yeah, you may be around some people who are bad influences before, but you're also around a lot of the good influences, too, that helped you get to the point of your athletic career to get where you got to. Well, I, I, I completely disagree, and we're gonna, I'm, I'm definitely going to take you to school on this in Hour 4. I'm telling you, Hour 4, yeah. you're going to get it. Yeah. You are yeah, going to get I'm, it. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, all right, Brady Quinn, uh, can we talk about uh, something that's also a bit of a downer? <laughs> um, here we go. This courtesy of the Browns Radio Network. Extra point now because the game is tied at 18. The play clock is down to nine. As Britton Coquit wanted it reset. Now it's at three. Gonzalez for the extra point. Snap back, ball down, the kick is up. And he missed it again! Zane Gonzalez misses the extra point again. Okay, but seriously, but seriously, it gets better from here. Go ahead. This is going to be a long shot for Zane Gonzalez. They're going to put the ball down at the 42-yard line. 52-yard field goal attempt. He's missed two. He's made one, and he's missed an extra point. 21-18, New Orleans. Snap is back. Ball is down. He's into it. End over end. The kick is no good. With three seconds to go. And Gonzalez with his helmet off takes the long walk over to the Browns bench area again. Now, Brady Quinn, who was <laughs> waxing poetic about Zane Gonzalez uh, after the after the draft, talking about what a pickup that was for the Cleveland Browns. I remember that specifically. Um, 
who swung on him first in the locker room? You going Jarvis Landry, uh, or do you think it's just straight up Hugh Jackson? Who does it I'm, first? It, it, might, it might have been Todd Haley, okay. uh, considering <laughs> yeah. the way he talks to those yes. guys. I, I don't even know if he knows hey, their name. Well, way, to, way to go, you bleeping kicker. Way to yeah. go. <laughs> My favorite part of hard knocks the entire season. So two thoughts. One, I think today demonstrated that you know kickers are still really important. Um, there's a number of games that could have ended with a different outcome had they hit some of those. I mean, the PAT didn't matter because I, I guess ultimately it, it, it could have helped them actually kick one then to win it instead of to tie it up at the very end of the game. Um, but that you know that last kick was an opportunity to take in the overtime. Still couldn't hit it. I didn't mind them taking them last year in the draft because it was in the seventh round. And I've told you, I don't mind wasting a seventh round pick on a kicker. So, you know, that way, that way you don't let them get the free agency and they can't pick. Uh, and you at least get maybe the guy you want. Anything higher than that though is, is a bit, is a bit of a waste, but okay, excuse you. I believe what? that the uh, Roberto Aguayo uh, decision by Tampa Bay worked oh, out well. Gosh, right? Don't even, okay. don't even give me started second round that. pick. Come on. And, and, and you know what? Much like your like example of the basketball player that went back to Boston. Yeah. Everyone's like, well, Sebastian Janikowski worked out. I'm like, yeah, that's why everyone drafts a kicker in the first round every single year. It was right? still a questionable pick by Al Davis. People doing the hindsight 2020 crap is ridiculous. Well, let's be honest. What has that done for that organization anyway? Nothing. Hasn't exactly. done anything. So it, it's, it's no disrespect to him. He's an unbelievable kicker. It just ultimately it doesn't end up doing much for you. So even though it's an important position and maybe something that you don't want to put too much on a rookie. I mean, Gonzalez is in his second year. Go look at the Minnesota Vikings. Eight. I mean, Daniel Carlson missed a 35-yarder to win today. And, and that's why I say that's a fifth-round pick. Hey, by the way, you, you see Seabass last Sunday in Denver? Uh-uh. Uh, that's Just a guy. Bombs. That, that's a guy who hasn't missed many bread baskets at Mastros. That he's been. He's been. Uh, he's in fact. I, of, you know what I think he does? Bread. Yeah. You know what I think he does? I think he takes two pieces of pretzel bread, puts them in his lips, and then walks around like a walrus. Just have fun. <laughs> I'm serious. He he is huge. He is. That is a big human being. Yeah, but all the kickers that are really good, they tend to have a little bit of a gut. Yeah, like that's they can't true. they can't actually be like ripped uh, up or anything. You know, that's that's actually offensive, and I'm surprised Phil Dawson hasn't already called in. No, Phil, Phil like, Dawson, like, who's a Phil, legend. It's not like that guy's got a six pack. He knows it. I mean, it's just it's something about they have to have like a little bit, a little bit of a gut. Yeah. Well. I don't know. I, I find that uh, I'm offended by it. But again, if you want to, if you want to nitpick and point out uh, physical flaws of, of other people, you, you know what I'm offended right by? Ahead. What's that? Eli Manning, who's going to ruin live bet Jesus's bet tonight, not just throwing the football away. Like, you know what? I'll tease it because we can get into the next segment. <laughs> I told you PTR. I'll just say that <laughs> yes. PTR. That's yes. exactly what he's doing right now. Oh, this is good. I'm glad you reminded me. I forgot about that. All right. So Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico. Fox Sports Radio Studios. All right, coming up next. So Brady's got a little something, a a little thing that he figured out, and it actually exposes several quarterbacks in the NFL. You've never heard this discussed before. That is coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. For all the latest from around the world of sports, say hello one last time. To the magnificent Steve DeSager. You're right about Seabass. When Sebastian Janikowski steps on the scale, it says, to be continued. Oh, and come on, there, Steve! There oh was an God. ask about Zimmer's press oh conference with the Minnesota tie at Green Bay today. I asked about the kicker, and his comment was, you know what? Guys are supposed to do their jobs. As there for the game have- at Dallas today... <laughs> 
It was 10 nothing Cowboys in the first quarter. It's now 13-3 over the Giants early in the fourth. Eli Manning has been sacked six times, including a fumble. Jacksonville beat New England 31-20. Blake Bortles, four touchdown passes. Denver defeated Oakland 20-19 on a late field goal. The Broncos had trailed 19-7 late in the third quarter. Denver blocked an extra point try late in the first half and eventually won by one. The Rams shut out Arizona 34-0. The Cardinals had only five first downs today, eight punts and nine penalties. San Francisco beat Detroit 30-27. Kansas City, a 42-37 winner at Pittsburgh. Patrick Mahomes threw six more touchdown passes. I mentioned the Minnesota tie after overtime at Green Bay. It was 29 all. The Packers had led 20-7 to start the fourth quarter, and then Kirk Cousins led the comeback. Tennessee and New Orleans each won on late field goals. Tampa Bay and Atlanta with wins. Victories for Miami and the Chargers. Indianapolis won at Washington 21-9 for the Redskins, the team that used to claim many thousands of people on their season ticket waiting list. They had their home debut for the season. Needless to say, there were empty seats. There were plenty of empty seats. In fact, one media member said attendance today at the Redskins home opener looked like a preseason game. The previous low at that stadium, which has been around for more than 20 years, had been 76,000. Today's crowd announced at 57,000 at FedEx Field. And uh, as far as baseball tonight at St. Louis, Cardinals needing a win are up 4-0 against the Dodgers in the top of the seventh. Cubs in Milwaukee each lost at home. Dwayne Wade says he'll return for one last season with the Miami Heat. And guys, I heard you mention the possibility of a south-of-the-border show. If you do a south-of-the-border show... (laughs) First off, I'm listening, and maybe Live Bet Jesus will have some better luck. Oh, jeez, Steve. Well done. I've looked up his nickname in Mexico. Apparently is Perdedor, which means loser. (laughs) <laughs> this is, you see what I'm talking about, man? Like he, he, Nobody gets treated with more disrespect than Live Bet Jesus. He's a valued member of the show. And, he has and earned it. That's unbelievable. Uh, actually, I looked up his name um, in Spanish. I did one that uh, Google Translate thing, mm-hmm. and Live Bet Jesus uh, in Spanish, uh, in Tijuana specifically, means Barrett Robbins. Uh, so I don't know if anybody uh, is into all that. Too but soon? We go, uh, come on. I have, Wait, I have no idea what we're talking <laughs> about. Did Barrett Robbins? He didn't die, did he? He's still alive, right? Can we get a can we get an update on on the status of Barrett Robbins? Uh, somebody uh, doing a, and I wouldn't recommend Wikipedia because they'll tell you he got like a sex change or something because you can um, modify things on there. No, he's still alive. Oh, okay, but... good. Oh, well, then we're good. Yeah. That's fine. Figured it out. All right, uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Where it's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, so Brady, you have an interesting little tidbit about quarterbacks. I'm going to give you the option here, okay, because we do have over-unders. All right, over-unders are back for the NFL season. So do you want to give the tidbit here, or do you want to save it for after the break and we bang out over-unders? Which which do you prefer? Let's, let's get over-unders out of the way because okay. I think you had another bad – Bad week of over-unders. Uh, it's the first time we've played, so I don't know that, that we really... Uh, I, I, we, we, this is a <laughs> weekly thing, actually. I don't recall the game at all. But uh, nonetheless, I guess this is something we're doing now. I've never heard of it. We've never played it once before on this show, and it, it goes a little something like this. Time to put your money where your mouth is. I have been losing. You know you're a lion, low-life gambling degenerate. It's over-under. This is where we take certain things around the football world, and we bet on them. 
just amongst ourselves. It, we call it over-unders, and it's where our executive producer, Eric Roberts, poses several over-under options for us during the next week, and we have to try and guess and win and talk a little trash and then uh, claim that he screwed up so that we, it doesn't make us look bad the next week. It's Brady's move, not mine. Uh, so for that, Eric Roberts, what do we got? All right, guys. Well, this is my first edition of Overrunners with you, so I know Brady will somehow spin this as we're favoring you, but I don't have your picks for this first week. So, <laughs> See? Um, Told you you never did it. That's just, I mean, this is blasphemy, <laughs> but whatever. This, again, this is the complete truth because you guys were filling in throughout the week, and I wasn't here, so um, I don't have your picks. So this is the first week of Overrunners officially for this show. Why do you keep saying officially? We've done it before. Two weeks ago New we season, did man. No, we, we didn't do Overrunners two weeks ago. You scrapped yeah, we it because you were upset and um, you... Didn't want what? the full season over. Well, well. Uh, in all fairness, I believe that no, 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 was we'd a, scrap it. We wouldn't have a week by week yeah, way of yeah, measuring. And it. just be, because Roberts can't hear us, so we can talk about this on the air, and it's not a big deal. He can't. He cannot hear a single thing we're saying right now. That's the only reason I'm doing it. I have a special button in the studio that that actually cuts Roberts' headphones, so he can't hear this. <laughs> Two weeks ago, Roberts was at another rave. That's like 15 <laughs> this year. And uh, that guy was, like, uh, snorting ecstasy through a, a $2 bill for, like, 16 hours straight. So he has no idea what the hell we did. All right, I'm going to hit the button now. All right, what's up, Eric? Oh, you guys are back? Okay, sweet. Awesome. All right, let's go to this week's, guys. <laughs> Starting on a Thursday night, Seattle at Chicago, okay? Mitchell Trubisky's completion percentage over under 65%. <laughs> under. <laughs> under. 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 Um... Versus Seattle, though, and they're missing, like, what? Two, they're missing K.J. Wright, Bobby Wagner. Pass rushes in. I'm going to say, what else if he's, like, dead on it, even? Can I say even or over? <laughs> Come on, man. Over or under? What are we doing? Like, it's not a push. Whoa, 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 Here, 65 a push? and a half, Brady. Okay, 65 and a half. 65.5 65. for Brady Coin. Is that where we're setting it at? Yes. yes. Um, I'm going to say under. Good. You could, I, I'm telling you right now. If you uh, just said 64 and a half, I would have taken the over. Okay. Now, I don't know if you if you noticed this. I did notice this in breaking down the all-22s. I did notice this, that, uh, that Mitchell Trubisky struggles a little bit thrown to his left. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm never going to tell you anything. You know <laughs> Come that, right? on. Like, I just need what? to stop talking to you about anything that I notice watching games anymore. Hey, would you rather I come on here like one of these blowhards who actually pretends like they know what they're talking about? Like tries to break down QB mechanics, and then you ask them, "Yeah, what's uh, what what is a a bang eight route?" And they have no idea what you're talking oh, about. I always love look at his footwork. Look look at that footwork. Oh god, yeah, shut up, man. Leave it to the professionals. That's why I don't go there, Brady. I stay in my lane, man. And you know well, what I lane that, that is? You know what lane that is? It's called winning over unders. What's next, Robert? All right, next one, guys. Sticking in the Thursday night game. Um, minutes into the broadcast that we see a Pete Carroll chewing gum shot. 10 minutes. Over under 10 minutes. Oh, under. He, yeah, you're, they're going to see him right away chewing gum. Okay, now, but this is right after, this is after kickoff. Is it into the broadcast or into the, I'm going to say, if it's after kickoff, yeah, definitely under, because it, you, you, you were, he, he was your coach for a little while. Does he ever not chew gum? He chews gum pretty much every single day all the time. Are you a, are you a again, gum chewer? If, um. Yeah. I mean, I like having fresh breath. Yeah. And I me don't, too. Yeah. Like if you have uh, bad breath, yeah, you should be. Uh, I, I, sometimes I carry gum just for other people who have bad that's breath. True. Like I'm that's so concerned point. for them. I'm yes. like, yeah, they might they might need some gum. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You ever tell uh, you ever tell your wife she has bad breath? Oh yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm 
very honest with her about yeah, that. Yeah, I am too. I told my yeah. girlfriend one time, I was like, here, uh, here's a piece of gum. She's like, is my breath bad? I'm all, if you coughed on me, I disappear. Okay. <laughs> so here's a Trident White. Do something with it. All right, leaving it at, leaving the over, <laughs> leaving the over under at ten minutes into the uh, game, guys. Moving to the Thursday night football game. Minutes into the game, you see a side by side of Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Jets are visiting the Browns to start off Week Three. Okay, and the over under is set at what? Ten minutes. Side under. by side shot of the two rookie QBs. Under. Okay. See, yeah. Uh, now you're you're in the tele. You know how this stuff works. Television yeah. production. It's going to be a big thing. It's Thursday night. Yeah, I'll take the under as well, too. Ready you say under two? You got both yeah, set yeah, it there. It's yeah, okay, got you. Yeah, right, I, next I one, said guys. it first. He just uh, he copied me. All right, it's guys, next true. one. Fourth one. Moving to the Sunday night ga- or the Sunday games. Number of wins for the Gruden brothers on Sunday, okay? <laughs> oh, Raiders, yeah. Raiders at Dolphins. For uh, Raiders at Dolphins and then Packers at Redskins. Over under one and a half wins for the Gruden brothers. Where where are the Redskins at? Red uh, Packers are visiting the Redskins. Oh gosh, Redskins don't have that bad of a D, man. And you, what, what, do you, what do you put the over under at? One and a half. What do you mean they don't have that bad of a D? The Colts just mopped them up today. No, they, um, they've got pass rushers. I'm taking the under. Um, do it. Take the over. Act like they're going to win both games. All right, you know what? Because I'll stick up yeah. for my guys because I'm yeah. the only one here yeah. at Fox that stuck up for John Gruden after week one. I'm going to take the over. Yeah, how'd that go this week? It Did doesn't matter. Hey, yeah. it doesn't listen. The final score is, is not 11%. indicative. The final score is not indicative of how that game actually went. What do you know? Another touchdown by Dallas. Ha ha ha. So cool. F this, man. Final one, guys. Yeah. Final one, all right? Battle of LA. Chargers at Rams at the Coliseum next week, all right? Over under for the attendance set at 70,000. Oh, under. God. Under. Yeah. Today's Are you kidding me? Today's attendance, 66,515. Oh, under. under. Give me a under. break. That's an under. Yeah. G- give me a break. That place it's is a like the Chargers hole. fans are going. Yeah. You know? That place is a hellhole. Uh, it it, it, it complete, is really bad. Yeah, it's a dump. A dump. And I know somebody here at Fox that was given free tickets to Sunday's game, and they turned them down. Like free tickets, you can, and I'm not gonna say who it was at all. Uh, Iowa Sam Tech producer, I'm not saying who it is. I'm not doing it. All right, but they turned it down because uh, they couldn't stay sober all Sunday. Um, but uh, all right, so there it is. So the week hinge, the week is pretty much set on the the Gruden wins, guys. Every, right. You guys were holding hands throughout, yeah. except for that one. John and Jay, my guys. All right, uh, good stuff. Brady Quinn Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next. Inside perspective on how quarterbacks in the NFL really think. It's fascinating, and we've got it for you next on Fox Sports. He is Brady Quinn. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. Coming up here in just a moment, inside information. This is a a little peek behind the curtain into the mentality of an NFL quarterback. I've never heard this said before. Uh, You are going to be privileged to hear it here coming up momentarily, so we'll have that for you here on Fox Sports Radio. Make sure you stick around 10 minutes from now here on FSR. Arnie Spanier and Chris Plank take over the airwaves uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Always a good listen. 
Always a fun show. A, a fantastic, fantastic radio every single time, right until Arnie turns his mic on. And then uh, it's all downhill from there. But uh, but nonetheless, they're uh, uh, all seriousness. Uh, really good guys. A good show. So make sure you stick around for that. Uh, coming up 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. I do want to let you know we have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The Dallas Cowboys with a 20 to 3 lead over the New York Giants, uh, under 5 minutes to go in the game. This game's flown by, man. We're it's be- gone by really fast. Yeah. The show has flown by. Um but yeah, it's uh, another loss for Live Bed Jesus. We okay. do have to mention that. Just, yeah. just keep on going there, you know? Like yeah. You're like yeah, Canelo you Alvarez. Keep going to the body there. Nice. Well, yeah, I, I didn't get to watch the fight. I'm going to try to go back and watch it. But no, you're not. This, I will. <laughs> this situation is perfect for this discussion. So there's this phrase, okay? And I said the acronym earlier, PTR. It stands for protect the rating. I kid you not. I was in a very, very similar situation. I think the actual score of the game was like 20 to 6, okay? And there was maybe 30 seconds left in the game. We were driving, and we were in plus territory, meaning we're past the 50. um, And obviously, there's no point in trying to waste time kicking a field goal because, you know, we're down by two scores, so we need touchdowns. So I'm not going to say with what team, but uh, we're on the road, and, you know, we've got a shot called up. And so I drop back, and knowing that it's a, it's dire circumstances, I'm not going to check it down because we had a shorter route underneath that essentially if I would have completed it in bounds, we didn't have any timeouts left. It would have ran the clock out. That would have been the end of the ball game. So I take a shot at the end zone, and it ends up getting tipped and then picked off. And so we get into the film room the next day, and I had a quarterback coach, okay? He tells me, he goes, hey, man, next time we get in this situation, you know, not going to win the game. He said, just – PTR, man, protect that rating. <laughs> and I go, what does that mean? He said, you just take that guy right there, get yourself that little 20, 25-yard gain, another completion. He goes, and we move on to next week. He's like, you don't want to mess up that touchdown-interception ratio anymore. And I kind of walked out of the meeting thinking, I had never heard anyone in my life tell me not to try to take shots to go win it, especially in that circumstance. And so I became, this was, you know, at a point where I was kind of early on in my career, and I, I kind of thought to myself, okay, uh, now, now I want to start paying attention to this more and more. So when you see quarterbacks who will take sacks and not throw the football away, and especially in these circumstances, like Eli Manning tonight has taken a bunch of sacks instead of just throwing the football away. What does that do, though? It doesn't really hurt his rating. Now, they have other rating systems now that factor in sacks as, as far as negatives for you as a quarterback, but... If you don't throw the football away, right, that doesn't hurt your completion percentage, and it doesn't hurt you know yards per attempt, all these other metrics that we use. When really, if you, unless you watch the tape, you don't know whether he's accurate or not, right? It could be a product of the protection. But a lot of quarterbacks now would rather take a sack instead of throwing the football away, so it, they can protect their rating. Oh, it's great, man. Yeah, I, I, that's awesome. How and, selfish is well, that? Well, but but you know what though? I remember you telling me a story about a guy who didn't want to go in a game, an offensive lineman, uh, <laughs> because he, whoever he was going against, he had a bad hand and he wasn't going to be able to block real well. And it was yeah. in a contract year, and he said, yeah. I, "I don't, I don't want to lose money ain't doing it." <laughs> <laughs> I kind of get it. We like, need to burn a timeout because of it. <laughs> I mean, I kind of get there. There's so many, and for people that 
that criticize it and say, "Oh man, it's uh, uh, that's not the way to go about things. That's uh, you know, that's unfair. It's unfair to your team." I kind of get it. You know, in that regard, I guess you kind of have to be selfish. By the way, Brady, did you see? who just happened to score the last touchdown for the Dallas Cowboys. I did not. Who was it? There he is. <laughs> He's back. Yes. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today. 